Blog Talk Radio. by 
the decline. There are some recurring themes from what we hear. They want someone who has a track record as a head coach. They want a proven winner, and they are willing to pay whatever the market commands for that person. The struggles of the football program, the empty seats, the national ridicule become somewhat of an embarrassment to the university as a whole. You can raise hundreds of millions of dollars for the med school and the hospital and hire the best faculty that there is out there. But the upper echelon of the Board of Trustees comes to realize that when you factor in the legacy of University of Miami football, that a bad football program can tarnish all those great things that they have been doing for so many years to advance the university as a whole. So where is the search right now? We still do not believe any interviews have taken place, but we have heard that one with Butch Davis is on the horizon. We believe that Mario Cristobal will get an interview as well. As I have stated in the past, we expect both of those candidates to do a great job in those interview sessions, but will that be enough to land the job? Right now, that's the unknown and might not be looking very favorable. We strongly believe that there will be other significant candidates in the mix very soon if they're not already there. The university is keeping all of that private, simply saying that they've been contacted by several working coaches interested in the job. We have heard that Rich Rodriguez has interest. Today we heard that Tom Herman has been doing re- possibly doing research on the culture of the university, the program in South Florida, as he decides whether he wants to show interest in the job. And as we monitor the goings-on in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, we can only wonder whether if Les Miles is fired, as many think he will be, might he also throw his hat in the ring at Miami, which along with LSU and USC would become one of the top three jobs out there on the market. There's no question that there are still a lot of twists and turns ahead as we move towards the day when a new football coach is hired. In the meantime, the 2015 season has not ended yet. The Hurricanes conclude their regular season Friday at noon against Pittsburgh, and even though the game doesn't have a ton of significance, 8-4 and four certainly seems to sound a lot better than 7-5. and five. The players have seemed to rally around each other. Unlike Hurricane teams of the past couple seasons, they seem to want to finish strong and not go out as a team to quit on itself again. The biggest thing that I was impressed with Saturday at Sun Life Stadium as Miami routed Georgia Tech was how hard the team was playing in that game. This is not a team quitting on itself as it did the past two seasons and had every reason to do after that stinker of a performance up at North Carolina. The challenge Friday at Pittsburgh is to be respected, but I will be surprised if the Hurricanes don't go up there and play very hard again. And then certainly making sure that they are not overlooked is the Hurricane basketball team, which has won its first five games, including the tip-off tournament in Puerto Rico over the weekend, and has now surged to number 15 in the country in the polls. Even more amazing than that 
is the fact that basketball is now 38 season tickets away from selling out the Bank United Center with season ticket holders. And those of you that have followed Hurricane Basketball through the years understand how amazing that is. Almost a virtual sellout at the basketball arena. And one more thing to consider. The women's basketball team, which is, flies totally under the radar, is undefeated too. And we believe Miami is the only school in the country right now with undefeated teams on both the men and women's side at this early stage of the season. So we'll talk about all of that and more tonight on a new edition of Kane Sport Live. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com, and we once again welcome you to the fastest three hours in Hurricane Sports. As always, this is your show, and it'll be driven by your participation. The call-in number is 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. We have 100 open phone lines, so plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. If you're driving around and, and you can't stream the show and, and, and you need to listen on the phone, feel free to do that. We should have plenty of lines avail- available for you as well. And remember, if you want to come on the show, you must hit the number one on your keypad, and that'll prompt us and let us know that you would like to participate. As always, we ask the fans on the message boards at canesport.com to submit questions and topics that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show. Here's some of what they came up with. If necessary, does Miami have the cash to play with both USC and possibly LSU? for someone like Chip Kelly? I've been asked that question about 50 times today, so I've got my answer ready for you. The answer is yes, they do, and they are prepared to spend it if they can land one of the so-called rock star hires in coaching, and I'm going to tell you why. When you look at coaching salaries, okay, and if, if let's say you go up to the $5 million mark, okay, that takes you roughly in the top, five, six, or seven in the country in salaries. So, you know, Miami, which paid Al Golden two and a half million, and within the athletic budget, budget may be prepared to go to three million or three and a half million within their capabilities right now, would only have to be supplemented a couple million dollars a year by the university from the general budget of the institution to be able to afford a top-level coach. Now, that coach is also going to want some other things. He's going to want a better, uh, a better budget for the coaching staff and, and support staff and recruiting and things like that. So it might potentially cost the university an extra $3, 4000000 million a year than what, than, than what they're capable of doing right now. But when you factor in what has happened to this school and the national ridicule that this school has faced because of the failures of the football program the past several years – Three or four million dollars a year is not an outrageous amount of money to put towards marketing your overall university and and re- starting to p- repair that image. So I don't think it's insurmountable by any means. The board of trustees is certainly talking a good game and showing a willingness to do it. So I think if they're able to land a Les Miles, if they're able to land a Chip Kelly, and I'm not really quite sure who else to include on that list because there really aren't that many rock star hires out there. I think they'll be willing to do it. And, and I think that's what they want to do right now. And I think what happens will be dependent on whether any of those guys 
are willing to play ball with Miami. And right now, we don't know that, although I'm sure Corn Ferry, the search firm, is starting to make those inquiries, if they haven't already, probably have already. With all the jobs opening up in college, do we think that Miami needs to speed this process up? Or is it okay for the school to take its time and look at some of the coaches that might become available here as the domino effect transpires in the coaching world? And I think that's absolutely the case. They are in no rush at all. They don't care when they hire a coach. They look at what Michigan did last year with Jim Harbaugh, not hiring him um, until late December, early January. And they are not the least bit concerned about timeline. They will announce this hire when they feel they have what they're looking for. And if, if they don't get one of those big fish, then, then obviously maybe the timeline gets expedited because the pool will shrink. The one thing I will say is if you see this thing go past, say, like December the 15th, I think that means they're looking at somebody in the National Football League. Because if you're hiring a guy that's in college right now, there's no reason to wait that long. They'll be available. You do your interviews, and you make your hire. We're asked if Chip Kelly really is a possibility. I don't see why not. You know, it, it, the, the word is that he's probably going to split from the Philadelphia Eagles. And very much like you saw Nick Saban do, very often when those guys take their shot at the NFL and it doesn't work out, they go running back to college because it's a, it's a much better situation for them. So I think Chip Kelly will look to return to college. I, I think his coaching system and style fits better with the college game than the pro game. And the question becomes, now where does he go? And uh, I, I think you look at those three jobs that might be available, USC, LSU, and Miami. I mean, those are going to be the three best jobs this year, most likely. And I see, I could potentially see Chip Kelly taking his pick of those three. Probably more likely for USC than Miami. Uh, I'm not really sure about LSU. Um, but is it totally out of the question? No, I don't think it's totally out of the question. And certainly something that can, needs to you know, just continue to be monitored. Is Charlie Strong still in play after the situation? And, and people have misunderstood this situation, so I'm going to stop reading the question. I'm going to qualify what happened. Charlie Strong was not offered the Miami job. Okay, there, there were some preliminary conversations that took place during which the intermediary that was working between the university and Charlie Strong's camp expressed three things that Charlie Strong – felt like he would need to consider the Miami job. The first was a salary demand, and I'm pretty sure that that was somewhere in the range of three to three and a half million dollars a year, and I believe that it was for a period of six years as opposed to five that Charlie Strong wanted that extra year as compensation for taking less money than he's making at Texas. I think the University of Miami had no problem with those demands, whether they were three or three and a half. I don't, I don't think there was an issue there. Uh, assistant coaching budget. I heard that what was discussed was an increase in the budget of approximately one to one and a half million dollars to pay assistant coaches. I don't think, from what I heard, I don't think the university had any issues with that. The third was Charlie Strong felt for him to be successful at Miami that it would be instrumental for him to bring. His, chief, his top guy from Louisville, his top recruiter, uh, a guy that's very familiar to Miami fans, uh, Clint Hurt, with him to Miami. And he asked, you know, would the University of Miami be willing to allow Clint to return? 
And from what I heard through sources, the answer to that one was absolutely not, that Miami was not going to be willing to go back in that direction with Clint Hurt, and that that cooled Charlie Strong's potential interest in the job. But to suggest that it killed his hiring or or broke down any you know any, anything is a stretch. Uh, there never was an offer, and it never it never got that far. Now is he still in play? You know I think everyone's still in play. You know does if Charlie Strong gets is going to get fired at Texas, for example, and he needs another job, and Georgia and South Carolina don't hire him, is he going to not show interest in Miami over? Over Clint Hurt, you know, when push comes to shove, I don't know that that would be the case. Um, but I don't think right now that Charlie Strong should be considered a front burner candidate for this job. What is the true national perception of this program from a coach's view? Well, you know, I think it's been damaged. I, I think that when you look at the the stadium for starters, and how bad that's been the last couple years. Of course, that's a turnoff to any coach. But the selling point for Miami is, look, we've had problems. Our program's been irrelevant for 10 and 11 years. The reason we are coming to you is because you're going to change that, and we're going to sell more tickets, and we're going to put more people in the stands, and we're going to re-excite the South Florida sports community about University of Miami football. You're going to be part of the solution. That's why we want you. And and you know that would be the pitch to somebody like a Chip Kelly or a Les Miles. You know now whether that's enough. You know that remains to be seen. You know maybe reality is that they end up back with Butch Davis and Mario Cristobal and a choice between those two guys. But that's not where they're stopping in the search. They're shooting for the moon and um, they're going to try to land there. And we'll see what happens. Asked more about Tom Herman. Uh, what's my opinion on whether Tom Herman should be a candidate for the job and what it would take to land him? Well, what, what it would take to land him, we know that Houston has offered to pay him $3 million. So that means the market for Tom Herman is in excess of $3 million. Now, whether that's three and a half or four, I don't know. But the question I ask is Tom Herman is not a proven football coach. He's been a head coach for less than a year. Are you willing to go pay Tom Herman who, in my eyes, is a gamble because he isn't a proven head coach, four million dollars. I wouldn't do it, you know. So we'll see what happens there. But, but the question was directed at me, and that would be my answer. I would not do that. If Mario Cristobal was hired, would James Coley be kept on the staff? I think there's a chance. They're very tight. I'm sure James Coley would like to see Brad Kaya's career through, um, but whether he. It would be his offensive coordinator or quarterback's coach. Probably would remain to be seen. Um, I think that's a question we have to address if Mario gets hired. Some football questions. Why the sudden increased role for Lawrence Cager when Malcolm Lewis and Rayshon Scott are more proven? Lawrence Cager is a good football player. I mean, he's performed every chance he's gotten this year, and he's a guy that fits in the future, and he's surpassed Malcolm Lewis on the depth chart and in, in the, the priority order of receivers who play. Rayshon Scott, I think, has been a little banged up, continuing to, to have physical problems, uh, although I'm told he is healthy for this game, and you might see him some more against Pittsburgh. What type of an impact can Gerald Willis have next year? 
And for those of you who don't remember who Gerald Willis is, he's the defensive tackle that transferred from Florida, has been redshirting this year. There have been rave reviews about him in practice. He's been called unblockable at times. My response to all that is let's wait and see. We've heard this from the practice field before, uh, you know, with, with different guys, and, and nothing's really happened once games began on Saturday. Uh, I'll caution you that he goes against Miami's current offensive line every day in practice. Uh, we know that that's a very average unit right now. Uh, so I personally am not overreacting to anything when it comes to Gerald Willis. We'll see how he looks in spring practice. And more significantly, we'll see what happens uh, next September when he's rolled out on the field and gets a chance to play. Who will declare for the NFL draft? Well, I, I, I can't tell you who will declare, but I can tell you who should declare. And there's only one guy, and that's Artie Burns. Okay, I've spoken to NFL people. Burns will be probably a second-round pick, but maybe even drift up into the first round. You know his story. You know his mother died. You know he's supporting his own kid and two siblings. He needs to make money. It makes every bit of sense for Artie Burns to go out into the NFL draft this year. But Stacey Coley... Quan Muhammad? Absolutely not. If those guys go out, they're making huge mistakes, and they'll cost themselves a ton of money that they could make if they come back next year and have good years. Why does the outside media continue to state that Miami's facilities are bad, horrible, lacking, and ancient? The answer to that is simple. They haven't been to Miami since those facilities changed. They used to come to Miami when Miami was good, and the national media would come in for games, and they'd go out there and to write advanced stories and things like that. Most of these national media people haven't been to Miami probably in 10 years. So they're misinformed. They don't know what they're talking about. And that's why you're hearing those kind of opinions out on the national landscape. All right, let's get on with the show now. Again, the number, 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. Again, hit the number one on your keypad if you would like to participate in the show. And let's begin this evening in the 404, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, yeah, what's going on, man? It's Roland from New Orleans. What's up, Roland? Welcome back to the show. I'm good, man. I find, somehow I, find, I always find a way to get in there a little bit early. <laughs> <laughs> so first first and foremost, I'm going to start the call off with, please do not hire less miles. Do not. That would be the biggest mistake Miami could do. The biggest mistake. And the, reason, reason, the reason being is that all those players that, 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 that got recruited to LSU, Frank Wilson was the guy who got Linda Farnett, who got Patrick Peterson, Les Miles as far as uh, time management, as far as a guy that can run a program, I wouldn't want Les Miles at all. Trust me, I wouldn't want Les Miles, I, not at Miami, not at Miami. I know I'm, before he came to LSU, a friend of mine played for him at Oklahoma State, and he was just telling me, you know, he didn't, wasn't the, the, the ideal or the best coach. So and this was some years ago, but but when you when you look at when you look at Les Miles, he inherited all what Saban had, and he just he piggybacked all, all that talent that Saban brought in, 
and 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 then they continue you know, they continue to win. But I'm telling you, Frank Wilson, the head recruiter, brought all that talent in. Miami don't need to go left mile at all. First, so that's my first point. So I just want to get your your thoughts on that one. Well, you're not the first person to say that to me. I'll tell you that. Um, you know, I, I will say this: every successful head coach has his key assistants and top recruiters. Mm-hmm. You know, Nick Nick Saban, perfect example. He's got Mario. He's got you know Kirby Smart. He's got that whole staff of guys there at Alabama that do a great job of recruiting. Um, you know, we, we've talked so much about Charlie Strong and 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 Clint Hurt. You know, so that's an yeah. appropriate analogy right now. I mean, where would Charlie Strong be without Clint Hurt? Clint Hurt brought half of South Florida up to Louisville, and that's why they won. If 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 Clint Hurt doesn't do that for Charlie Strong, trust me, Charlie Strong's not a Texas today, and he's not making five million a year. So I think you could say that about pretty much any coach. They all have their key guys, but you know, a lot of people feel the way you do about Les Miles. Man, the, I all, touch all the miles. reviews are out of there are not great. I wouldn't touch him at all. There's no way in the world Miami should hide Les Miles. That'd be the worst. That'd be a worst. That would set the program, set the program back. As far as head coach, I mean LSU got all I mean all that talent as far as corners, D linemen. That's because they got great, they got really good position coaches. But as far as uh, evaluating talent, I mean look at those quarterbacks at LSU. Give me one quarterback that came out of there over the last ten years that's done anything, anything. I mean, yeah, well, every time the thing about LSU that skews everything, in my opinion, is. If you're at LSU, you you pretty much own that area of the country. And if there's a good football player in the state of Louisiana, you're going to get him without but, a lot of resistance. But but, but but Gary, that came because of Saban. That came no, because it, of Saban. It's a byproduct of LSU. Yeah, I mean, and where that program yeah. is today. So what yeah, I'm saying yeah. is you don't get a true you. judgment on the coach. <laughs> you, know, you know, Les Miles hasn't won a whole uh, – did he ever? I'm trying to remember if he even. He didn't do nothing at Oklahoma State. Nothing. No, I'm talking about at, at LSU. I'm trying. Um, I'm, my mind's blank right now. I'm trying to remember if he won a championship. Um, I don't yeah, think they, he has. Right. I think they won a. Yeah, they won a championship. They won. They won that one. Yep. Okay. They won that so, one. Okay. So, but but the the, 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 the point I'm making is they get all those. They they always have a good team and they're always loaded with top prospects. So they should contend every year. And one of the reasons that they're frustrated um, with Les Miles right now is they're tired of losing Alabama. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I, I, but it's, it's coaching. It's major coaching when they play Alabama, big time. I mean, when they come on the field against Alabama, I mean, you got Fournette. And I'm not saying – I mean, Fournette is the truth. You know, I always talk about Leonard Fournette. But I only want – you know, I – that's that's coach. I you I mean, know I I don't I don't want to deviate. Coach, but I mean they have, talking about they have an NFL offensive coordinator. I yeah, agree. He might I agree got, he might be they, a paper. I'll agree that he might be a paper tiger. Okay, but Cam Cameron, <laughs> you know, was it, a long time offensive yep. coordinator in the NFL. He was the head coach of the Dolphins even, and sure. he's an experienced veteran football coach. And up until this year, they had uh, Chavis as their defensive coordinator, that's and true. and. You know, so so I don't think we could blame it on coaching. I mean, they got Ed Ordron on the staff. You know, their their line coach over the years was very well regarded. I'm I'm not sure we could blame it all on coaching. I'm 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 Gary. I'm telling you, but but I mean, I see where you're coming from. But I just I I maybe Alabama has has equal or better coaching. Say that again. What'd you say? 
I said, maybe Alabama has equal or better coaching. I think they got better coaching. <laughs> I think they got better coaching. Well, well you got Saban. I mean, Saban, come on now. You can't compare Nick Saban with Les Miles. You know that's that. my point. I mean, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. I, I just, I mean, that's a great point. That is a great point. But I'm saying, when you look at Les Miles as a whole, and you look at just the, I mean, for God's sake, James Coley brought in better quarterbacks than Les Miles got at LSU. <laughs> You know, the quarterbacks, he's got all these mobile quarterbacks. They can't do anything. He got big offensive line, big D line, good, great corners because he hit corners for Florida. That corners that should probably, be in Miami. probably been one of their biggest problems is that they have not been able to get that franchise quarterback. Exactly, and that's, you know, that, that's a whole other issue. But I just don't think Miami should go out to less miles. And another thing, too, you mentioned earlier when you started the um, broadcast about how the pundits from all over the country talk about Miami's facilities and 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 and, and um, how people downgrade it. It's so interesting in, that you you bring that point up because in New Orleans I was talking to the guys on the radio station about Miami and they said, well, you know, Miami, you know, they they pumped out the air reads and I said, you know, Sean Taylor and the list goes on and on. He said, well, well, the facilities are not up to date. I said, okay, the facilities not like Oregon. But but the facilities, I mean, they they put a lot of money into the sports center. It's not garbage, and they got. I mean, they have they have much 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 better facilities than they did since you know oh oh two oh three oh four. Oh my God! There's not even a comparison. No comparison at all. They were, they were winning championships. So yep. And and, and it, you know, I I think you know overall they just got to bring that coach in, Gary, that understands the environment of South Florida, and they got to have the position coaches in that can really teach these kids and get that edge back. It's not Miami's not that far away. You, I mean, it, they're not that far away. It's just about getting everybody on the same page, same mindset, and understanding, you know, what the goal, the end goal is, you know. And, and, a, few, and a few more and impact players in recruiting. Look, and some deep tackles, some defensive tackles. That's the first, when the, coach needs, the new coach comes in, they need to bring in. That's the first priority. They need to bring in some defensive tackles majorly because they don't have nobody on that front four that that, that that's making any impact. And a quick question. I, I, I love Swayze to death, but do you think that, that the new coach will bring somebody to work with Swayze? Because sometimes it looks like the kids are not necessarily, um, I don't know, man, just um, like they, they, they run out of gas a little bit, you know, when it gets toward the fourth quarter. So, I mean, I, I don't know if you see that as well. Just want to see what you think oh, about no, that. I, I, no, I haven't seen one guy tired in, in, in years, to be honest with you. They don't play. Nobody goes enough reps to, to get tired. They don't. If one yeah, of the reasons Al Goldman failed was he didn't put his best damn players on the field. Uh, you yeah, know, I, I, I talk to yeah. NFL people. I know a lot of guys that are involved in the NFL with scouts and personnel people and stuff. And, and I talk to these guys, and they, like, did. I had I talked to one the other day, and he said to me, "What in the world? Like, were were these guys trying to get fired? You know, they watch people. These guys watch Miami defensive film, and they tell me there's five or six guys on the defense should never leave the field. I mean, unless they're exhausted and need a blow for a play or two, and and you know they're being rotated on the second series. Mm-hmm. You, You're you right. Know, you absolutely." You know, so you know. no, I don't. I don't think fatigue has been an issue at all. I haven't seen anybody leave, leave a football about, field exhausted 
What about yeah, I can't time? remember the last. The last time was Denzel Perriman up at Louisville a few years ago. What about Chad Thomas coming off that edge? Seemed like he, I don't know, man. I, I love Chad Thomas. Yeah, Chad, I, I, has he come off the edge? I, I don't remember him making more than one or two significant plays the entire season. I agree. I agree. I, I don't know. Is that, so Gary, is that, is, is that, what is it? Is that coaching? It's everything. Like not, I mean, it, it's coaching. It's scheme. <laughs> it, it, it's within, the, it's within the kid himself. You know, is he being motivated to play mm-hmm. to the best of capabilities? Is he being taught to be? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's yeah. a combination of everything. But now you yeah, have a Chad Thomas who's getting ready to go into his third year as a hurricane. Third year. A and junior. he hasn't done a darn thing yet. He hasn't done, done anything. They, they didn't redshirt him like they should have. Man, Gary. And, and now he's going to be a junior next year, and he, it's like he's never even been here. He's <laughs> a five-star recruit. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Like Again, we talked about it last week with Lawrence Cager. Shouldn't be playing. Um and I know a couple of them have been for touchdowns or whatever, but and he's going to be a very good player. But yeah, yeah, like why did they need to waste that year of eligibility? Hopefully, this program will be better run in a few weeks. Oh, and last question, and you, you just put me on hold. Don't so stop thinking about tomorrow. That's all I got to say. <laughs> when do you think they're going to have a decision on when they're going to have a coach? And is it going to be uh, next week, you think? Or are you I think, think they're going well, to I don't probably... think it'll be next week. I don't think it'll be next week at all. Um, I think if it's a college guy, it might be the week after. It, but I, I think everything's on the table. I don't think they're worried about timeline at all. Okay. As long as they bring the right, right guy in. And, and, I'm, I'm, I'm a, and just keep me on hold, but don't bring in less miles. Please don't bring in less miles. Well, I would love to tell you. Then I'm on the committee. I wish I were, because I'd, I'd, I'd be in there yelling and screaming and 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 telling somebody get Butch Davis and Mario Cristobal Butch in a room Davis. together. In a room yeah. together, Butch and Mario. Butch Davis. Okay, Butch come Davis out and Mario. United ten-year plan that allows both of them to be the head coach of Miami. Give me yeah. a ten-year plan to make this place great again, and I'm telling you, those two guys—if they were—if they were united together and were on board Man. with each other, those two guys would do it as well as Les Miles or Chip Kelly or any of these other rock stars that might get the job. And I just think Butch and Mario together, and then, together. And then you have it. That's different it. That's things it. That's it. Done deal. It's this done program deal. needs a lot Miami more a lot. of a rebuild than anybody thinks it does. And it's not yep. a one-man job. I don't care who it yep. is. And You're right. I think with two guys working together that bring to the table what those two guys do and their separate skills and, 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 and things, I think this place could get turned around very quickly. I think it could work out to the both of their benefits. Butch gets a, a, a good place to land for the last four or five years of his coaching career. Then he steps aside. He retires. Yep. And give it and to Mario. Mario takes over yep. for the rest of his career. He'd be 50 years old. He'd have at least yep. 15 years potentially to be the head coach yep. of a Miami program that's not rebuilding, that's not irrelevant, yep. that has already been built, and it's been built to sustain success for the long haul. And to me, yeah. that, yep. for both of those guys, would be the greatest thing in the world. I wish I was their agents. I wish I was on the search committee. I would, I would, I would go over to Tampa, 
with a, you know, I'd get myself a nice limo or something, and I'd go over to Tampa, and I would pick up Butch Davis over there, and we'd shoot up to maybe Atlanta or Birmingham on one of Mario Cristobal's days off, and I'd lock those two guys in a hotel room or a, a meeting room or wherever I had to lock them, and I would say, gentlemen, don't come out until the deal's done and you guys have a 10-year plan for me to make Miami football great again. Yeah. That's my that, answer. That should be a done deal. That should be a done deal. It shouldn't be all these different other – I know you got to go through a process and you got to you know, bring, bring a, uh, a consultant group in. It should be Bush Davis, Mario Cristobal, and bring in the best assistance you possibly can and recruit your ass off in South Florida and then go pick a quarterback out of California, and it's a done deal. Guaranteed 10-11 wins every single And they both would benefit. Butch would get some glory here at the end of his career, and then Mario would inherit a program for the rest of his career, hopefully, that is built to be a juggernaut. Okay, you got it. You hit it right to me, that's you know, and people people tell me you know they laugh when I throw it out. Oh, that's not realistic. Those guys will never no. go for it. And you know what? Maybe they won't. But you know what? To me, that's what makes the most sense. And I would exhaust every ounce of energy that I had yep. to try to convince them that it did make sense to come together. Absolutely. I think you know another thing. What makes 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 things come together? Money talks. So if the money's, money's right, not an issue. You don't have to pay Butch Davis more than two, two and a half million a year. So you could go pay Mario one, one and a half to to, to oh, go yeah, along right. with that. And you're then right. tell him, in, and then so, five years he's a three, four million dollar coach because the market doesn't look yeah. like it's going down, and he's set for the rest of his life. Good point. That's a good point. You know, and you're if he doesn't right. get his job now, what's he going to do? He's either going to continue to be an assistant, uh, or right. He's going to go take a head coaching job at a place like Rutgers or Central Florida, or you know wherever he can get a head coaching job, and he's going to beat his brains out for the same four to five years. He's going to work just as hard or harder because he's the head coach. And yeah, I totally agree. He's he, you know he's only going to be able to get so far. I mean, look at Greg Schiano at Rutgers. He was only able to get yep. so far. You're not going to win titles at Rutgers. No, I don't care. Not. I don't care who you are. Nope. So, you know, uh, to me, it's a no-brainer. I'm telling you, I would lock those two guys. Uh, but, you know, I would say, guys, do not come out of that room until you have yeah. a 10-year plan for me that's going to make this program great again and how you guys are going to do it, and I'm on board. And here's your budget. Uh, and, and, you know what's interesting? Last thing I got to say, and I'm done. Garrett, with Les Miles getting fired, all those corners that were going out of Florida – Peterson and Tolliver going up to LSU. That's Miami got a chance to lock all that, all those corners, top corners down in Florida, well, and keep their talent. At, well, at I don't Miami. think they're, I don't think they're connected. And you want to know why? Because LSU is going to get a good coach. That's that's one of the best yeah. programs in the country to be the head coach. They're going to get a good coach. They're going to still be a recruiting force. It's not going to change anything there. Okay. Okay. Well, just keep me on hold, man. I'm going to listen in. You got it, man. Hey, thanks for being part of the show, always. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Sorry I got a little fired up there, but let me tell you something. The thought of a Butch Davis, Mario Cristobal team ushering this program for the next 10 years, that gets me fired up. 
And I'm surprised it doesn't have anybody else fired up too because from what I know, what I just described has not taken place. And, you know, I think this is a time to think outside the box. I don't think you say anything is impossible or outside the capability of being put together. And I just – I like that a lot better than going and chasing a rock star for who's going to stay for a few years and then move on uh, to his next concert. You know, he, Chip Kelly comes in. Is he going to stay at Miami for five, ten years? I mean, we'll see if it happens, but uh, I don't think there's any guarantees of that. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, I like that plan, but I would agree that it, it's a long shot uh, to ever happen that probably would never. All right, let's go out now to the 256. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Yeah, what's the deal, Gary? Who's this? Oh, this is Juan from Alabama, man. Yep, Juan. I just told you what the deal <coughs> is. I, I I would have <laughs> in a limo. We'd stop at Juan's house for lunch, and we'd go have a meeting with Mario. And I'd lock them in a room, and I wouldn't. I would refuse to to leave with them until they had a deal. I uh, know that's right, man. It may as well just go on the both right now, then. <laughs> but no, nah, man, I ain't got much to say for real tonight, man. Uh, just wanted to touch on a couple of things. Uh, what was up with Stanis Dobar being suspended? Don't know. I think you could probably use your imagination and suspect what it might have been. <laughs> what it usually is <laughs> in most cases, you know. But oh, okay, I mean, it could have been a study hall or a missing class or. One of those kind of things too. Okay, and uh, I had seen a couple of different articles, like posted by, I believe, stated to you and a couple other people about this guy saying he want, that he had donated a million for us to play at Tropical Park. Yeah, you know what I say to that? How about the other hundred ninety nine it'll take to build the place? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, it's right. right. I, I don't I, you know, I don't want to poo-poo it. I mean, a million dollars is still a million dollars. Very nice of the guy to offer it and to put it up. But somebody's got to pay the other 199. Or or okay. at least another or at least get get them to 100 million. It's, you know, the, I got to believe to to get that project off the ground, you'd have to have a million 100 million dollars cash before you could even put a shovel in the ground. And uh and uh the uh, so what do you think about uh Mark Walton, you know, becoming the premier back? When you say he's pretty much took over, well, he should see a lot more PT looks, than yeah, he know. looks a little more explosive than Yearby. I don't know what's up with Yearby. Yearby's legs look they look heavy right now. Uh, I don't know if he's 100 percent healthy. I don't know if the wear and tear of the season has gotten to him. But he doesn't look very quick to me right now. Walton does look fresher and quicker. I think the best back in the program is Gus Edwards. And I think that'll come to the to the forefront next year. Right on. Now, say we did go ahead and take Cristobal from Alabama, whether it be as a head coach in waiting or just as a head coach, period. Now, I already know Nick Saban can recruit and Kirby Smart can recruit and Alabama recruits itself. But if we was to take him from Bama, how bad you think it would, you know, hit them? Especially if Butch and Cristobal teamed up. You think it they would, would be able to even come in the backyard and take anybody? 
I, I think it would hit him a little bit. I think, you know, probably a couple guys that Cristobal's been recruiting for Alabama might uh, switch with him over to Miami. But nothing that's going to impact Bama. You know, they'll, they'll get another coach in there. They'll go out and get great players. I mean, that guy runs such a good program. I, I don't see that being an issue for them. Man, I'm just ready for us to just to get back on top again, man. You know, being down here in Alabama, the stuff I had to deal with, Gary. You know what I mean? Especially when we get blowed out like we like like we have this year. You know, just hearing my brother talk all this trash, Alabama this, Alabama that. I'm just ready for us to get back on top and hopefully be able to play them sometime in the near future and just you know just smash them. <laughs> That's what I want, Gary. Well, you get so it. You get LSU in a couple the right years. Coach. Hopefully we can get that. That ain't gonna be. It's gotta be Alabama. It's, it's gotta be them. Cause then if if it's LSU and, and we smash them, it it'll be some kind of excuse that they'll make up. Oh well, it still wasn't Bama. It still wasn't Nick Saban. Blah blah blah. That's who I want. I want us to get back on top. Get somebody in here that's gonna get everything right, and just go for Bama. That's who I want. We need to go for them and get them and just maul them. That's what I want to see. So hopefully the right guy get brought in here, and that's all I got to say tonight, Gary, man. And right, beat Pittsburgh thanks. this Friday. You got it. Thanks for being part of the show. Keep me on. You got it. All right, um, 646-595-2048. Hit number one on your keypad if you would like to participate. Let's go out to the 845 where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. <clears throat> yeah, Gary, Greg, how you doing? What's up, Greg? Welcome back. Okay, I'm glad to see that we're going to be playing Appalachian State the next two years. Uh, uh, next two years. <laughs> it's a great place to see a game. I live like 45 minutes from from Boone. It's beautiful up there. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, maybe uh, I'd like to invite you to play golf if you get up there early. I can get you on a nice course up in the mountains there. All right, circle back to me next year and uh, shoot me an email. I always okay. like to play, always like to play golf the day before the game. Okay. All right. Let me hit on a few points. The night that Golden got fired, you had a show, and I called in and I told you that Quinn Hurt was dirty as they come. So don't you think I might have been right about that since Miami wants no, no part of him right now? I, I, I think people are overreacting to Clint Hurd. I think he made some mistakes. Uh, he was a young coach who got a little caught up in some things he shouldn't have. He made uh, he made some mistakes. He's he's paid his sentence. He left Miami. He went to Louisville. Now he's been in the NFL a few years. He served his two-year show cause with the NCAA, even though I know he didn't agree <laughs> with everything that came out in that investigation. and, and you know, some of the things that Nevin Shapiro accused him of, I, I know he disagreed with. Um, and I don't think it's fair to label him dirty. I I mean, dirty, there's a, there's, there's a lot of guys in college football that are dirty, okay? And and, and I wouldn't put oh. Clint in that classification because he lets a few kids sleep in his living room when they didn't have a place to sleep, because he made a few text messages he shouldn't have made, and because he might have foolishly introduced a couple kids to Nevin Shapiro one night. Okay. And how do you think he got all those players up to Louisville with his good looks? Come on. Come no, on. I think I think he I think he did it A with his connections in South Florida from when he was at Miami. 
And I think B, they had some loose academic standards up there, which allowed them to get kids into school that maybe a lot of schools wouldn't take. All right, let me get on to something else now. Chip Kelly, wouldn't he get in trouble with the NCAA also? His show cause. I believe. Yes, didn't he have a show cause? He did, but it's now expired. He served it. So, okay, I understand that. But, uh, okay, and I, I think you're right about they should shoot for the moon because they know they have Butch in, in their back pocket. They, if they need to go that direction. Correct. And, uh, okay, uh, now I want to talk about this uh, recruit we got, this two-star recruit. Larry Bluestein, I heard on Joe Rose's show a few weeks ago, say he was the best player he'd seen in South Florida this year. Just because he's a two-star doesn't mean a damn thing. Ed Reed was a two-star. Well, they've got him committed. Have you you seen this guy play at all? He's pretty damn good. His tape looked very good to me. Uh, You know, I I don't I don't disagree. He looks he looks good on tape. I don't know how fast he is. He is small. He's not a huge back by any stretch of the imagination. He's probably like Joe Yerby's size. Um, Yeah, but he's a four-four guy. And they play yeah, good if, competition. If, 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 Southgate if really, plays good teams. Yeah, if he's really a four-four guy, you know, you don't ever know whether those are accurate or not. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not arguing with it at all. You haven't heard me say anything was wrong with taking his commitment. All right, now one last thing. I have a friend who saw Kevin Beard at a high school game recently. He said Lawrence Cager is as talented as any receiver on the team right now. Do you agree with that? He has the potential to be as good as any of these kids? I think he has the potential to be very good. I don't know that he's as good as, say, like Stacey Coley. Uh, but he, he's he's a true freshman. He's, he's just scratching the surface right now. He's going to be very good. Okay, do you think Stacy Coley has any right to go to the NFL, considering every no. time he gets hit, he goes out of the game? Uh, no, he does he not. Needs... Well, let's get him. Let's get, let's try to keep him. I hope the new, if they get a top coach, he might be able to talk some of these kids like Muhammad to stay. But Muhammad's probably really mad at the university for not sticking up and for suspending him for a year. He's probably not too happy about well, that. Well, so maybe, maybe that's not true, but he has no business going out either. He's hardly done anything this year. He didn't play last year. Uh, he's got a huge, huge amount more that he could improve, and he has no business. He, it, for him to go into to the league now would not be very smart. Oh, I agree. He'll cost All himself, right, keep me on uh, hold. He'll cost, Thanks again, he'll cost himself a fortune, Greg. He'll cost himself so much money, it's unbelievable. Because that's well, a kid that's got some physical ability, and with a little better coaching uh, and another year under his belt of strength and, and and seasoning, he could take a big forward step. Right now, the NFL is not looking upon him anywhere near as favorably as it could be, say, a year from now. All right, hey, thank all right, you. Gary. Thank you. Yeah, thank Keep you. Keep me on hold. You got it. Um, all right, 646-595-2048. Hit the number one if you want to come on the show. Let's go to the 917. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. 
Hey, Gary, what's up, BK? What's up, BK? What you got for us this week? Uh, not much. Just getting ready for Thanksgiving and stuff like that, but that's about it. But listen, um, let me just throw this at you for a second. Um, the administration is keep throwing out rock star high. They want a home run higher. I don't see any. Like, other than, you know, you have the mixed statements. It's not going anywhere. Harbaugh is Michigan guy and Urban Meyer. Other than those three guys, there aren't any rock star hires in college football. Mm-hmm. Now, there are good football. There are good football coaches, and I think that, you know, I've always said this, the one guy we should be looking at, and I don't know if they've put fields out to him, is Chris Peterson. He's a proven winner. You know, proven winner. He did the most with nothing over there at Boise before he went to Washington. And I think having that offense in South Florida would be dynamic. He could be on you the know, list. South Florida kids. Well, I'm hoping he is on the list. Well, let, let me put it this way. Supposedly, when the search firm got started in this process, they handed Miami a list with 40 names on it and said, these are guys we think that we could go after. Who are you interested in? Now, if they circled Chris Peterson, then the search firm would approach Chris Peterson's people and say, Chris, are you interested in Miami? And that's how it works, you know? Oh, okay. Because you were saying if, if the if the hire comes after December 15th into January, then most likely they're looking at an NFL guy? I think so. Why well, would you wait? Only... If, you got, if you're looking at a college guy, why would you wait? Uh, seasons are over after this weekend in most cases unless teams are playing in, in conference championships or have a late regular season game. But everybody's certainly done by December the 5th, right? That's true, but there's only two coaches in the NFL right now that have transitioned well to college football. And one is Chip Kelly, and the other one is Pete Carroll. And Chuck Pagano. You think he'll transition well to college football? He spent most of his career in college. Or is that because he's a Miami guy? No, he he spent a lot of his career in college. I know, but Chip Kelly and Pete Carroll, they were proven head coaches. In college, well, they know they're willing to do the grind of recruiting. Carroll, much more things than Chip of that Kelly. We don't know if Pagano's going to do that. Pete Carroll more so than Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly's right. proven over a couple of years. Pete Carroll well, did it for a longer did it for a longer period of time. Chip Kelly left some some school in New Hampshire or wherever he was from, went to Oregon, and and was an instant winner. Correct. You know, he was, he, the guy could flat-out coach. Coach, I'm saying he only did it for a few years. Yeah, well, he, well, he, had, he, he has experience doing it. Yeah, but he has but he has three years' experience doing it, as opposed to Chuck Pagano has none. I agree. I'm not, you saying, know, Chuck, I'm not saying Chuck right, Pagano is a better candidate than Chip, Chip Kelly. I'm saying that you said there's two coaches in the NFL that transition right, and I'm right. saying Chuck Pagano could transition to college, too. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he's better than anybody else. No, 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 no. I mean, all right, maybe I could throw out Brian Kelly as another home run hire for How would he leave for the University of Miami. I mean, I'm just throwing a name out. I'm just throwing a name nah, out there. But he's not leaving Notre Dame to come to Miami. Why is Miami a better he, job than Notre Dame? I mean, they're saying he might leave Notre Dame and go to USC. I mean, that's what they're saying. I mean, that's the rumors flying around ESPN. I don't know why, he, like I don't know why he would, but... I, I mean, don't know why he would either, but I'm pretty sure Notre Dame could match anything that any college is 
I think is, USC is willing to pay him. USC is going to be perceived right now as a better job than Miami. In in in, in the coaching world. Yeah. I think you. One of the, I think you. I think yeah. USC would be perceived as a better job than Miami. Yeah. Well, one other thing, there isn't one coach right now in college football other than the guys I named that's worth paying five million dollars a year to. I don't disagree. You'd probably have to spend that for Chip Kelly. Yeah, right, exactly. I can understand Chip Kelly. <laughs> I can understand we're getting Chip Kelly. Let's give him $5 million a year and give him any coach he wants. And I can understand that. But other than Chip Kelly, there is no coach. Like, we're not going to have to spend that much money to get a good coach. Yeah, I don't disagree. That's that's why people is, that that try to say it's not a it's not within the means of the university to do it. I totally disagree. You know, I think when you factor in the Adidas money, they probably could afford mm-hmm. three three five within their athletic budget. And then if, think- the, if the if the university has to supplement that a, a mil, another million or or whatever, and 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 maybe a second yeah. million for assistant coaching salaries or something, I don't see that as insurmountable at all. I think 3-5 is the perfect number, just because Houston is willing to pay Herman $3 million, but that's what Tom Herman is worth to the University of Houston because they know what they got. Not, take, you're not going to find gonna too many coaches more. that's going to want to come to Houston. If you want to get a really good coach who's proven, it's going to take at least four. Yeah. You know, three, all right, three five. Yeah, I just thought three, of somebody five, else. Now, let's just – if you want to hire Chris right. Peterson, for example, you're going to have to go to four. I'll take it. I'll take a Chris Peterson no, for a million. But I'm I'll saying, take a Kevin Sumler you're going to have four million dollars. I got like that. Yeah. So, but that's that's well within the capabilities of the University of Miami. They're not going to. I'm pretty that. sure it is. I'm pretty well, sure it is. It. But I'm. I know I'm it is. Just, they can do whatever they want. Let me tell you something. It's, it's only a matter of the main university sliding money out of the general budget to athletics. That's all it is. Right. All through the years, athletics has been expected to sustain itself. Okay, It's mm-hmm. on a very tight budget, not a lot of margin of error. <clears throat> but if they needed to go to that next level, it's just a matter of sliding some general university dollars over, right. to, over to athletics. Or if you don't want to do that, the board of trustees is full of multi, multi, multi millionaires. Mm-hmm. You know they can raise whatever money they want. They need to raise at the snap of a finger. I mean, this is not this is not an issue now. You know, no, the, the question not. the question I'll ask is, what the heck's taking so long? Well, this is what I think. This is why I think it's taking so long. They, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I have an idea. I have an idea. This is just all speculation. This is all speculation. Okay, wait a minute. You're misunderstanding what I'm saying. Not why is the search taking so long. Why has it taken them so long to realize that you can't run a football program with a bargain basement mentality? Because they were to trying to do it with less. They were trying to, to do it with less. And if you don't do it and you're not willing to do it, you're not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Gary, I have a strange feeling that at the end of the day, Butch Davis is going to get this job. He could, because if one of these other, if they can't get one of these other guys interested, it could come right back full circle to Butch Davis. It ha- I think the university is nervous because they understand that this hire 
has to be the one. Yeah. This has to be the the hire that takes us into whatever. This has to be the hire. Because I remember I called in earlier this year and I said something to you, Gary, there's no such thing as a five-year rebuild anymore in college football because teams just turn it around so quickly now if you could get the right coach. Look at Florida, perfect example. They were terrible last year, absolutely terrible. Now they're sitting with 10 wins because they got the right coach. Well, let's look at this team right now. Okay, you've got a quarterback in Kaya. Mm-hmm. You've, got, you've got three running backs. None of them are Leonard Fournette. But you've got but three. Granted, they're good. You've got three decent, serviceable running backs. You have three you have tight ends. Offense, one minute, BK. You got an okay. offensive line, okay, that wasn't very good this year. Was pretty mm-hmm. darn average. But has everybody coming back? And you've got some young kids like Bar Milo and and you know Gauthier and 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 um, those guys who have been learning this year who. You gotta hope, you know, maybe one or two of those guys can start competing in the spring. But you know, mm-hmm. you've got some offensive linemen coming back. You've got all your tight ends coming back, including a kid named David Njoku, who to me looks like a potential superstar with the with an, if an offensive coordinator decides to feature him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got potentially Lawrence Cager and Stacy Coley coming back at wide receiver with. You know, Braxton Berrios still there with a Sam Bruce coming in with potentially three or four other dynamic freshman receivers coming in with them. Mm-hmm. You've got Chad Thomas and, and hopefully, if he, if he doesn't do something dumb, Quan Muhammad back with hopefully better coaching, become more productive ends. You've got Gerald Willis coming into the mix on the D-line next year, who everybody says is unblockable on the practice field. Like I said, right. we'll believe it when we see it. But, you know, you've got that. You've got Kendrick Norton now who's got a year of experience, and now he's going to have a year in the weight room and, and further development, and maybe he gets even better coaching than what he had this year, and maybe he becomes a factor defensive tackle. Uh, you've got young linebackers potentially coming into the program. I know that position needs a lot of work, but you've got Darian Owens coming coming back off of injury. Um you know, hopefully these guys quarter Quarterman and um and Mike Pinckney and, and maybe they get Zach McLeod back and, and those guys turn into decent players and you know, you, you 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 might be struggling a little bit at linebacker, but at least you got some bodies to, to work with there. Uh you know, you gotta rebuild the cornerback position and, you know, see how how safety goes. But my, my point is that this is not a, a disaster zone. Okay, no. I mean, I, by any stretch of the imagination, and yeah, a good coach with a great staff can come in here and win nine, ten games next year without question. I mean, they, they they could win eight or nine this year with the complete another mess that they have, they've they've had. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This team should be in the um, ACC championship game every year. Well, eventually, uh, the roster. Well, 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 you know what I mean. With the right coach, yeah, the, but they sitting in the coastal BK, with Clemson and FSU on the other side of the board. Listen, I just went through the whole thing, okay, and 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 I painted a very rosy picture. But let's be honest, okay? They don't have a franchise running back. They 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 need a dynamic big time running back. Uh, they don't have a great number one receiver right now. 
okay? That you know, you don't have a great defensive lineman, you don't have a great linebacker. They have good players. There's not a lot of great, great, great players in this program right now. I mean, I was just saying that considering that they're in the coastal division, Gary. I know. You know I'm not saying they're going to go out and win the playoff games but or anything like that. Thing, but being that they're from the coastal, they should be able to make the ACC championship game okay, every year. That's easy, easy said, but remember one thing. You better be good enough to beat Florida State every now and then because yeah. you're spotting the coastal a game off the, off the, the top when you start the season. If you don't beat Florida State. You play yeah. Florida State every single year. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then in those years when you play Clemson, you're almost spotting them too if you're not good enough to beat them too, like you did this year. So, right. you know, it, it's it's not as easy as we all think it is. You got to get the program right. Well, let's hope they can get the program right because if they're dipping in the if if they're dipping into the NFL, it better be Chip Kelly or Pete Carroll. Yeah, I don't want to see Pagano here. I don't want to see Chudzinski here. I think more than likely that's what it would be. But I don't know that those really guys that want, want to come back to con. You know, I, but Chip Kelly probably does, but I don't know yeah. that Pete Carroll does. Yeah. Last question, last question, and I'm going to get off. Why is everybody so down on Greg Schiano? You know, I kind of like him. <laughs> I kind of like him. Like, I saw a documentary on him just a, about a month or so ago, how he changed his entire coaching philosophy, and he actually started from the zero. He went back to high school, to college, and literally worked his way up and, like, totally revamped his coaching philosophy. You know what I'm saying? He gave up everything that he thought he knew about coaching football, and he spoke. I mean, he like, he went under the tutelage of – great coaches in every level of the game, and he kind of just revamped his entire coaching philosophy, and I was impressed. I think there's a perception that he might have a hard time working with South Florida kids. Really? He recruited yeah, a bunch you know, of South Florida I, I, kids he, when he was at Rutgers. issues with players at Tampa and stuff, and, you know, I, I think there's some concerns with, with, with Greg, which is why he doesn't seem to be getting – the burn that you would think a guy with his pedigree would, that doesn't mean he won't be considered here. But you notice you haven't even heard him mentioned at all. But he turned down a lot of um, college jobs, though, ever since he he not um, not, left not Tampa. Not a couple of years he has not. Ever since he got well, fired in Bay, nobody's wanted supposedly him. He was, well, supposedly he was on the radar for a lot of um, – uh, teams that he just turned down because he was trying to revamp his entire coaching methodology, so to say. I I haven't heard of one job he's turned down. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, this is according to him, of course. You know, like, <laughs> like this is according to him. Oh, by the way, uh, um, Cristobal is the leading uh, candidate for the job at Syracuse, by the way, up here in New York. That's all they're talking about. That's what they're saying? Yeah. No, I mean that that job makes sense for for, for Mario. Yeah. The job, you know, Chris I, I like that. The leading candidate for the for the Syracuse job, him and the kid from Temple Rule. I well, I mean, I like that a lot better than Rutgers if if that's what he ends up doing. Yeah, it's, it's looking like well, Syracuse is looking to throw some money at him to, to, to try to steal him away from quote unquote Miami. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, well, you know, this is what they're saying. I'm just, you know, you know, who's at saying, this stage who, of the game is all speculation. Who's who's huh? saying that? 
Who was oh, saying Daily that? News. You know, like the New York, you know, New York, uh, you know, well, like I'm, New York media I'm outlets. I'm on the Rivals Syracuse site right now, looking at their hot board. He's not listed there, but I think of he's course. got a chance. He has a chance to get in the mix there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were saying it's between two guys, him and Rule. I'm just, I'm just spreading the word. Don't kill the messenger. Him and the kid from Temple, the coach from Temple, Tom Rule. I think his name is Matt Rule. Matt Rule, Matt Rule, Matt Rule, the kid from Temple, yeah. But, you know, let's see what happens, you know. As long yep. as we get Butch Davis, I don't care. If we're not getting Chip Kelly, I want Butch, I want Butch Davis or Chris Peterson. That's it. There's only three guys on my list, Butch Davis, Chris Peterson, and Chip Kelly. All right, fair enough. All, All right, right Gary, keep me on. Thank, thanks for being part of the show. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. Happy Thanksgiving to you. All right, uh, 646-595-2048. If you want to come on the show, hit the number one on your keypad. Let's go to the 240. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. What's going on, Gary? It's D-Black. What's up, D-Black? You're in early this week. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, the game this past week, I got I caught it late because, uh, you know, my son had a game, playoff game, so I caught it a little late. But what I saw was pretty good. Like you said, I saw a lot of effort. I saw a lot of I saw a, I saw a lot of the players playing for each other and not with each other. You know, playing yep. you know for each other. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like um, fingers at the hand, fingers on the hand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, the one person knows this this guy to my right do his job. He know I'm doing my job to my left. And and if this guy does his job, that means he's given an opportunity for his other teammates to excel and do his job at the best of his ability. And I did see that on Saturday. I did see a different effort, a different effort from past Saturday, from the Saturday up in North Carolina, which was great to see. Um, now, to me, now this is just my opinion. I could be totally wrong, but to me, a rock star hire, a rock star coach, Gary, to me, isn't that someone that will rejuvenate this fan base and put people in the put people in the seat and, yep. and, and get some of the top recruits? So therefore, since me and you are on the same page with that, to me, Butch Davis is the rock star hire. Because nothing screams Miami more than Butch. Butch would get the people in the stands. But, but here's here's a question I ask when it comes to Butch, and I, I'd be totally fine with if he's the. I'm happy with with Butch, Mario, any of these guys. Okay, but the question that I would ask is, he hasn't coached in five years. Okay, right, right. That means that the kids that they're recruiting were 12 year olds the last time he was coach, and he was the coach at North Carolina. So if you were a kid growing up in South Florida, you don't have a clue. Who Butch Davis is, nah. or, or right. and you don't know no, you don't know anything about him. Don't know a thing about him, but you know in this day and age, Gary, from the difference between when you and I were twelve, there's a thing called the internet, and I can always go back and research the players that he recruited. Oh damn! Oh, he recruited Sean Taylor. Oh, shit! Oh, he recruited Avery. What? He developed Avery. He recruited Santana. He recruited what? He recruited bodies. Oh, 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 yeah. He developed these plays, not only recruiting them, but developed them too? Oh, okay. So it's the difference between when you and I was 12. See, you have a thing called the Internet. 
and it's very prevalent where they can go back and research and they can go back and look at all the players he recruited. Not that he recruited, that he coached up. Even some of the players that he recruited at North Carolina aren't that old. There's some of these, these players that are recruiting now. The, uh, the Corvals, that's at, um, what's his name, the D-tackle that's at North Carolina, that's at, that plays for the Jets right now. A lot of his linebackers, some of his receivers, he recruited Hakeem Nix and a couple of them. So even some of the North Carolina players he recruited that went on to the NFL that had pretty good careers that's still in the league dominating, like Corvals that's played for the, for the Jets that Rich Ryan drafted in the first round. So they have the Internet, whereas when you and I were 12, we didn't have the Internet. So if it was back then, we'd be like, we don't know nothing about this guy. Like, we don't know nothing about him. But now that we have the Internet, they can go and research this. Just South Florida. All these children that are being recruited now, they'll tell you, oh, I love Sean Taylor. But damn, well, you love Sean Taylor. How do you know Sean Taylor? You were so young. Just because they go research it. They get on YouTube, and they look at Sean Taylor highlights. So when you look at Sean Taylor highlights, so the next question is, well, who recruited this guy? Oh, Butch Davis. But damn, Ed Reed is the greatest safety to ever play the game. Who recruited him at University of Miami? And he was a two-star. Who developed this guy? Oh, Butch Davis. Man, who recruited Clinton Porter to the University of Miami to get him out of Gainesville? Oh, Butch Davis. There's one common denominator right here, Butch Davis. It's simple. Now, I'm not saying that Butch is going to get the job, but I'm totally on board with what you were saying as well earlier with a Butch-Mario combo. Like, Gary, like that idea, you know, that idea makes makes me real giddy inside. I mean, you know, like, you know, you know, like a kid in the candy store, it really does. It makes me real giddy and excited. Just how you got a little excited earlier talking about it, that's exactly how I feel. I second what you're saying, what you're saying on that. I really do. So, you know, and that's, and that's nothing but I'd be shooting higher than Butch Davis. I, I want Butch Davis and Mario Cristobal together. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I agree with you on that. Bring the, Have both of them together. You have a solid – you have a solid – 10-year plan, like you said. It'd be, it'd be tired than Fort Knox. It'd be tired than Fort Knox because you get two things. Mario will get two things. Not only has he learned how to run a program under Nick Saban, but now you get to learn you get to learn how to run a program under Butch in South Florida and see how you do it in South Florida, how you got to have all these connections with these South Florida coaches and connect with these South Florida children to build back your alma mater for 10 years strong and beyond. So I'm totally with you, Gary. I, I, I'm with you on that. You didn't get no argument from me on that. But as far as the rock star coach, I really think Butch is the rock star guy. You know, Chip Kelly is cool, but Chip Kelly, you know, in the big games he lost. He lost the national championship and things like that. Not saying he's not a good coach because he is. He came from, he came from the University of New Hampshire. And he didn't run that, that fast-paced offense. He ran a pro-style offense in University of New Hampshire because he had one of the leading running backs at the time in that division. And he, went to, he got drafted by the Chicago Bears, and they switched his position to, to DB. He started playing corner. But when he was in New Hampshire, 
He was a thousand yard rusher. You know what I'm saying? So, and they were in a pro style offense. Chip Kelly did he went to Oregon? That's just a little backdrop, a little history on that. You know what I'm saying? I'm a football guy, so I know that I, you know, I do I do my research. I know these things. But if Chip Kelly was to come, fine, so be it. But Butch is that rock star hire everybody's talking about because he's gonna rejuvenate the fan base. People gonna won't come out to see the product. Just for anything, you won't come out and see the product. That's like I, I think he's worth compa- ten thousand fans a game. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not comparing. And I want all of y'all to understand and listen to me. I don't want y'all to think I'm comparing him to Michael Jordan, but this this is what I'm saying. When Michael Jordan played for the when Michael Jordan played for the Wizards, they knew Michael wasn't the same Michael he was in Chicago. But guess what? It's Michael. So you're still going to want to see him. You want to see what Michael's going to do. What kind of product is he going to bring to the court that night? Same thing with Butch. We want to know what type of product he can put on the field. We want to see what type of product he got. We want to know if he still has it, if he still got the it factor in recruiting and the it factor in developing talent and putting it, putting it out there on Saturday with himself and his coaching staff. So people are going to come out to see it. Not only South Florida community, but the national, the national audience is going to want to know now, okay, Butch is back in Miami. What's going to be different? And if they see it's different, then college football whole complexity is going to change, and everybody's going to be a, everybody's going to be a little on edge now, because the sleeping giant is 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 is, is, is going to be awakened. So that's all I'm saying. You know, I would love to see Bush get it. I would love to see Bush get it, but if he doesn't, whoever gets it, that's my coach. Until he's not there no more, you know. Just like Golden was our coach until he got fired, even though we didn't like him because we knew what he was doing wasn't right. But he was still our coach. So whoever comes, they're our coach. If it's Butch, then hey, Butch has always been our coach. <laughs> always been our coach. And he's just been coming back home to join the family. Um, I had one more question for you. I had a question for that I wanted you to answer, but it, it kind of slipped my mind. I think somebody had to asked you anyway, but um. Oh, so you're saying this almost? So, so you're saying, Gary, if this thing goes past December, they're definitely looking at an NFL coach. I mean, that's what I think. I mean, I think if it goes deep into December, if you're sitting here at Christmas and there's still no coach, I, I don't think there's any question they're looking at somebody in the NFL because why would you wait? There's no no reason to wait. I I mean, what what is the Saturday coming up? December the fifth. Wait, I got a calendar right here in front of me. Yeah, this Let's Saturday see. coming up, December the fifth. Well, I'll not, be, not I'll this be Saturday. The following Saturday. Next Saturday. Yeah, December the fifth. Okay, there is no yep. reason why if you're looking at college coaches, you're not interviewing them in, in, either next week, the week of the thirtieth, if they don't have a game on the fifth, or if they have a game on the fifth. You can interview them on the 6th or the 7th and announce your hire potentially on the 8th or the 9th. And that gives the coach that next weekend to go out and recruit the early entry kids. So December 7th, 8th, and 9th are circled on my calendar right now because that's what I think the coach figures to be hired. Now, if if that's not the case – and you start getting deeper into December, I think that means that they're looking at an NFL guy. True, true. And one more thing, BK Hurricane said, I like Chris Peterson too. I like I like 
the way his team is playing. His, they play they play real physical out there in Washington on defense. They play real physical style defense, and I, and you know and, and I like that. You know, what I'm saying I'm like man, I was watching them when they play USC. I was like man, I said they defense more physical than ours. So I mean, you know, hey, you know, Jimmy Johnson came from Oklahoma State, and Jimmy is our guy. Jimmy's our coach, but he came from Oklahoma State. So hey. You know, hey, you never know. If it's not Butch, hey, we, hey, we may strike lightning in the bottle twice. How we deal with Butch, how we deal with Jimmy, man, well, three times, I guess. But, um, you know, Gary, man, I, I just want the best guy for the job, man. I'm tired of, I'm tired of making excuses for my canes and saying, you know, we 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 gonna be back. You better get us now while we're young. I'm, I'm, I, that that excuse has has grown dry. I'm just ready to be back in the forefront of college football. And I'm pretty sure just like the rest of my Kane brethren. So um, on that note, Gary, I'm going to let you get back to your to your great show. Keep me on hold, brother, um, and I'll talk to you next week. All right, man. Hey, thank you, as always, for uh, calling in and, and being part of it. All right, 646-595-2048 continues to be the number. You hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go to the 757 now. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. What's up, Gary? How you doing tonight, buddy? Who's this? Come on, man. Seven five seven. I be fourth. You don't get this right. Kane, Kane ain't but one, baby. There's only one. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I should have memorized your number by now. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, what's going on, man? Yeah, I watched a little bit of the game. I got, you know, I was working all the job. Got a little there, so it's hard for me to watch the game now. But I went back a little bit and checked out some stuff, man. All I want to know, all I want to ask you is this. Why in the hell are we blowing out people or getting blowed out? They won't play some of them guys that they only play a couple plays, like the receivers. Why they don't use the backup or put Malik Rose in and let them play? What is it? Is it a stat thing with these clowns? Or we got to make high in them have the best team on the team? Most teams will play other people once you're blowing somebody out. I'm just saying, guys, help me with that because this is just driving me crazy. You play them all the way through the fourth quarter. You up by 20-some points. Get out of people a chance. Man, Scott ain't no getting them going. All them bastards got to go on my who, team. Who did you want to see that didn't get to man, play the other Man, it don't matter. All the kids, that, the, the kids that they barely play. I ain't like who? talking about great. I'm talking about who don't play. Well, they might play more receivers than – they might play more receivers than most. Yeah, but but who, like, who, uh, who did Kaser, you not get Kaser, to Hold on. Kaser get a couple burns. Come on, Gary, don't play, man. You know it's the song crap. These people don't play no damn body. Old people over and over walking. He always in on goal line. Why Yibby ain't in on goal line? Is there a reason? Obviously, because they, they think Walton's a better short yardage back. Nah, that's that politic bullshit. I'm getting sick of this mess. I, I, I would hey, agree with that, man. I would agree with it. I don't agree with it, girl. You're all right. But like I said, now I ain't going to get all into it. We got one more game. I mean, I I would agree that Walton's a better short yardage back than Yearby. Not that Yearby's bad. I don't know about that. It might be. Yeah, I know. Hell, I don't even get a chance to see Yearby get in there. But we'll see what happens. We got Pittsburgh this week. Hopefully they blow them out. Or win the game, and then we'll get the little toilet bowl and get one more game. But like I said, with the coaches said, I guess if they do go after 25th, I have to prison and here's a college coach. I mean, a pro coach. But one thing I wanted to say about a pro coach, do you really think a pro coach is ready to deal with all the stuff you have to deal with? They're like Johnny Manziel. 
They want better coach. They got to deal with it. But it ain't like he was in college. Not too many pro coach, no. Not just any pro coach. You're absolutely right. But I think the the coaches that people are talking about are a guy like Chip Kelly, who's been in college before. He knows what it's all about. Yeah, um, a guy, a, a guy like Pete Carroll, who I don't think is going to be interested. But if he were, um, he certainly yeah, knows what college true. is all okay. about. Yeah, and, right. and, and, and if you want to take it even deeper to like a Chuck Pagano, he spent many years in college and he knows what it's all about. That's so, true. You got them three, and he, I agree with that. I don't know yeah. about Chip, man. Just something about Chip just seems he's bad. I don't know. He just want to do his damn thing. They ain't like worrying in Philly, because I showed Pitt Philly to beat Tampa, and they just got mauled out bad. But um, like I said, man, you know, hey, you have a happy Thanksgiving, and um, all the Kings fans from D Black to Trey Black to Chris to uh, Crazy Ass, uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, Honey Pee that get drunk all the time and writing stuff. I'm tired of looking at the board every day trying to figure it out. You even tired. Nobody knows what they're going to do, I guess. Everybody won't butch. I said it. Get pushed. Put about extra 10,000 people, did you say about with D Black? Maybe about extra 10,000. That's what I said. Yeah, I, I, I think it would add 10,000 a game. Ain't it about money? That's what it seems like this world all based on now. It's about money. So if I was them, get a fan what they want. And if he don't do good, he nut up, so be it. We can shut up like I said before. But, man, enjoy your turkey. We'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. And, um, hey, keep me on hold. And everybody out there, happy Thanksgiving. Kane Kane is out. <laughs> All, right. All right, man. Hey, thanks as always for uh, for being part of it. I think it's about more than money. I think it's about getting the reputation and the image of this university back. Right now, it's not very good. Every time you turn on the television set, you hear somebody disrespecting the University of Miami. That's what they want to change, and that's more important right now than the bottom line. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. we got about up to an hour and a half of show left. Plenty of time for everybody to call in and be part of it. Um, let's go now to... The 510, you are live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? Uh, this is Oaktown Kane. Hey, what's up, Oaktown? And, uh, actually, I got my notes from last week. I hung on last week, and everybody seemed to be very vociferous last week. So uh, I still got my notes here. Uh, I have one question to ask you right off the top. You had indicated that... Um, Butch and Mario would be a good fit with that I think could be great as well. Since you know both of the parties better than most, can both of them's egos handle each other? <laughs> I, I I don't know, but I, I if I were Blake James and I had that authority, I would sure as hell be, will, be willing to find out, I'll tell you. And, and I would get those two in a room, and I would say, don't come out until you figured it out, and you have a working plan to bring this program back to where it needs to be. We're going to take care of both of you. You know, Butch, you've got the next four or five years. You're going to be handsomely compensated, and you'll have your retirement. And Mario, then you're going to be handed the keys to the greatest program in America for hopefully the rest of your career. And six, seven years from now, you'll get to be Nick Saban instead of working for him like you are now. And I would lock those two guys in a cage, a meeting room, a hotel room, whatever it needed to be, and I would say don't come out until you guys have figured it out. 
Okay, well, since you're in South Florida and you and the press listen to one another, and someone had alluded earlier that Blake James listened to this show, do you think that's something that he would take into advisement? No. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't. <laughs> but, okay, but, okay, okay. but, you know, I, I mean, I tend to be a little bit out there sometimes. I, I admit it. And, and I know all the purists and traditionalists would tell me I'm crazy, that it can't happen, that, you know, two guys like that that are alpha males and, and confident in their own abilities and, you know, whatever you want to say about it, no way they can work together, blah, 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 blah. And I say baloney. I mean, I'm watching Lane Kiffin, who's been a head coach, what, three, four times now, working under Nick Saban. It's not, you know, I mean, I'm sure he doesn't love it. I'm sure he'd rather be the head guy, but they might win the national title this year together. Uh, okay. You know, so so I'm just saying, I just, I think right now where where this program is, it's way bigger than one guy. I, I think it's okay. a huge job. I think the, this program needs a lot of work. And I love the idea of taking two alpha dogs like Butch Davis and Mario Cristobal and unleashing them on the college football universe and seeing where it takes you. And uh, no. I would be I'm just saying I would do everything I could do to make that happen. Now, maybe well, I, I, I like the idea. I like the idea. And I think a lot of the other callers like the idea as well. Somebody had mentioned earlier about Shiano and I think that, the people Shiano turned a lot of people off with his abrasiveness. I think more than anything else, no one wants to be disrespected. And we talking professional, so I know parents and or college kids are not interested in that. But let me just kind of move on with the things that I put down here last year. Everybody kept talking about we haven't recruited a defensive tackle in a number of years. If I'm my son is getting ready to go play football in the D1 program, and I'm looking at mine as a potential school, and I'm looking at how the defensive coordinator has utilized his defensive tackles. I would want to send my kids there, number one. And if we go back and look at about three or four years ago, uh, Robinson's father came out and made a comment about how his son was being used, and a lot of people came on this very show and attacked him that he didn't know what he was talking about. Now, even with the limited time that Robinson got a, Luther Robinson got a chance to play, he still went and made three years in the NFL. Just think what would have happened if he would have been developed by a better set of coaches, number one. Number two, when we talk about it, every time I've seen Miami play aggressive, they've always won the game. And what the thing that I kind of get a little upset about is sometimes I wonder if the defensive coordinator is bipolar because he'll start them off with in the 3-4 for a quarter, then go into the second quarter and then let them play aggressive or the second half. Then you're trying to play catch-up when he unleashed the dog. And so it always leaves me a little uncomfortable with the play calling. And so, you know, but – I still think that there's an enormous amount of talent on this team, and I think that anybody that they bring in is a huge upgrade over what we had before, plain and simple. It's a huge upgrade, and when someone had made comments last week that the player seemed lethargic, if any of us has ever worked in an environment where we recognize that management and or our or leadership is not on the ball, 
you're not motivated to deal with the, with the madness. And I mean, and you can't come out and say anything because you're on scholarship and you don't want to run the risk of losing that. Am I? Could you respond to some of that? Wait, say it again. If I'm a player and I recognize that my offensive, I mean, my defensive coordinator is garbage. Right. And the head coach is garbage. And we're running the same thing that we've done for five years, and it hasn't been productive. I'm not going to be motivated to want to go out there and play in that system. And when you look at Chad Thomas, it's not that Chad can't play. I heard, I read an article that Chad uh, had talked about. He said, I would prefer if we played faster. I mean, if you look at Miami for the last five years, the, the, front, the defensive linemen are dancing with the people up front. And it's, it's kind of um, – it, it takes away from the player. If you read some of the comments, even the players now, some of the comments that say it's been a bittersweet experience. And, I mean, they've been – they're dancing around what the real issue is, but they're trying to be politically correct. Right. Yeah, no, I agree with you. You know, you know I, so, I agree when that's the atmosphere within the program that, it, that it's a detriment to recruiting. Exactly. So, I mean – in, and I think that once you have a coordinator that comes in and say, we're going to play a 4-3, what did Scott come in and say? We're going to play physical, we're going to play aggressive. I don't even think um, Golden used those two words in one sentence before, you know? And so it, it's, it's disheartening for a person who's watched the team, grew up in Florida, and have to sit in California and watch this. And and I rock my canes at every place I go, and trust me, I get comments all the time about y'all ain't it no more. So it, it, it's uh, it's challenging, but I think there's light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So at any rate, I don't want to keep anybody on uh, holding on, but um, I think Butch and Mario is a good good one to float out there. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I do too. I, I like it as much as anything, but I don't think it's going to okay. happen. I, I think right now that they're focused on trying to get a, a top name in coaching, uh, and I think a guy um, like Kelly is, is, is very much on the radar screen. And I think that they're going to exhaust why, all those why, types of why would Kelly? Why would Kelly leave Philadelphia? Isn't he the general manager and the coach? But it, it's because it's not working. It's not. It's not working, and and nobody's happy with anybody there. And they, and they've all about had it with each other. And he probably wants to get back into college. And th- there's a couple really good jobs this year. This is a good time to get back into college. If you're if you're Kelly and you can take your pick, say between USC, LSU, and Miami. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Okay, but well, it wasn't part of the criteria that the university had established that we wanted someone with connections to the history, the legacy of the university who understands all of the little nomenclature? I, I, I think if you're hiring a guy like that that brings the reputation he does and, and the excitement that he does, that you could overcome the the, the aspect of not having South Florida connections. And well, who's to say, and, and who's to say he doesn't reach say, out? Mario Cristobal, if Cristobal doesn't get a head coaching job. Well, where would his connections be via South Florida connections for coaches? He wouldn't have any. He would start out with with none. But a guy like that can make up ground very quickly. Well, it'll it'll make a lot of fans just as mad that 
that they were with Golden. And, I mean, you might have some that's going to say, okay, Chip Kelly is a proven commodity, but uh, I don't know. There's nobody, nobody, nobody. I can't imagine that there's going to be people in this fan base that would criticize a Chip Kelly hire. Well, with Chip Kelly being out here on the West Coast when he was in Oregon, I think Southern California seemed like maybe a better would be a more conducive fit than Miami because he it recruited might, Southern California. But Southern Cal might have other ideas, you know. Well, that's true. I agree. I agree. Everybody I agree. can't be so everywhere. At any rate, you know? look, I don't want to hold anybody up, um, but I'm just I'm just hopeful that we can get someone who know what the hell they're doing. Take care. Yeah. You, you and everybody else. Thanks for being part of the show. All right, 646-595-2048. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go to the 305 now. You're live on Kane Sport Live. You with us? Go on. Yeah, I'm here. There you are. How you doing? Who's this? Uh, this is uh, Sino 305. Hey, what's up, Cino? What you got? Good. Quick question. Uh, why, if um, defense, since the defense hasn't been working for all these years, why Scott, uh, Coach Scott being in the position he's in now as an interim coach, why wouldn't he uh, basically uh, require D'Onofrio to change the defense and you know simplify and make it more aggressive? There's no time for that. You know, you're you're playing out the string here. There's there's no time for a total overhaul. That's true. Uh, you, you know, that's not reality. I thought the defense played pretty good on Saturday. I I, I didn't have any problem with what I saw. I thought they were playing hard. I, I, think, I think they got a break when the quarterback got hurt. I think there was a big difference between the Georgia say, Tech that, that they had to defend to when that kid was playing in the first quarter and the Georgia Tech that they had to defend for the rest of the game. But I thought they played hard, and I thought they played pretty well. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do probably with the backup quarterback too because of course, uh, yeah. with the starter, they scored right away. I mean, you could see that it was going to be a long day. And then all of a sudden – Listen, these kids are due a break or two, aren't they? I mean, these kids have had a pretty <laughs> – they've had a pretty rough road the last couple of years. They're due a break here or there, and they got one the other day. Yep. Okay, so next question. Um, first, I want to say that the idea of Butch and Mario together is – I don't think there is a better idea. No, to put together why, a why, better team. Why hasn't so, like I, you know, listen. I, I, I mean, I mean it's, it's I'm a, I'm absolutely, a, it's the best possible scenario that Miami could have. It, it's screaming at me. I don't. I don't even. Come yeah, close I mean, you have a guy better. who's who's proven now, like I, Butch. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, I'll acknowledge. I was say, yeah. I'll acknowledge that they, neither one of them may not be thinking along those lines, but it's. I mean, it, it would it would be an upgrade for Mario Cristobal because he's not a he's not even an offensive or defensive coordinator. Like you said, you put a million dollars a year and the opportunity to be Nick Saban in five years. I mean, that's the, the and at his home, you know, in Miami, uh, do you know, doing it in a much better scenario than than going to a UCF and probably, you know, maybe failing or going somewhere else. He would he would be really doing it the right way. And then you got Butch Davis to finish out his career. You have two guys that, you know, one guy that's proven and has the experience, the other guy that's young and up and coming and, and doesn't have the experience, so they complement each other. And both of them have having major, major, major ties to Miami. 
I mean, you can't have a better situation than that. You know? No argument from me, man. It's my idea. So <laughs> I don't. Yeah, no, exactly. It's a great idea. Better. So the the question though is, uh, I guess, because I don't really have you know any other questions at this point. Everybody's waiting to find out what's going on. But the question I have is, why? You know, is Blake James thinking that? And if he's not, why in the world would he not even think about that? I think, you know, I think right now they're focused on their big splash hire. You know, hey, for the first time ever, we're we're willing to pay a coach a lot of money. And I think that they've got the the, the high-powered search firm scouring the nation trying to find that guy. And I don't think that that they've thought for one second about my idea. It's amazing because just, you know, know, it's it's so clear that getting a splash hire is not necessarily the answer. Uh, especially when you bring in people that don't have uh, the experience or the knowledge or they don't get the Miami culture. It's very different down here, you know, but when you have, you know, so I just really hope they don't screw it up. I I really hope so. Well, until they put me on the committee and give me the power, you know, I, I think that's all you can do right now. I mean, I, you know, but I, you know how I feel about it. Yep. All right, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I'll just. But I will say this: the commitment to get it right is there. Okay, they there is that that is unquestioned. They're they're committed to getting it right. They're committed to spending whatever they need to do to do that. The question is going to be who is willing to play ball the University of Miami. That's the question. Right. You know, it sounds right. I mean, like you said, the commitment sounds like it's there. I mean, that's what they're saying. Do we know for sure how much money we're really willing to pay? Do we know for sure that we are willing to extend the this, the uh, budget on the for the yeah uh, I I, I do know that for sure and I and I'm glad that you're asking that question because I think there's a lot of confusion in that regard. Saying that you're willing to spend the money doesn't mean that you say I am going to pay the next head coach of the University of Miami five million dollars. Okay, you don't. You don't say that. You don't do that. You might be willing to come up with $5 million for Chip Kelly, but you're not going into the search saying I have to pay $5 million because if you hire Butch Davis, he doesn't command $5 million. He commands $2 million, $2.5 million. If you hire Mario Cristobal, same thing. So you're not going into this saying I, I have to pay $5 million, but you're willing to pay it. If you can get a coach who commands that kind of salary, and I hope that makes sense to everybody. And as far as the assistant coaches, I think they know that they have to raise the budget. I think how much they have to raise it will depend on who they hire. Uh, They've done a lot of research. Blake James, for a fact, I know has done an enormous amount of research on assistant coaching salaries. Uh, I know that the University of Miami feels that they're $500,000 out from being in the top 10 in the country in the in terms of their overall pool for assistant coaches. So that's not insurmountable at all. Uh, you know, I, I would suspect that they're going to go up as high as a million dollars in their pool for assistant coaches. And that without question, the university of Miami will begin the 2016 season with a coaching pool, an assistant coaching salary pool that will be in the top well within the top 10 in the country, and nobody will be able to say anymore that Miami's cheap and it doesn't pay its coaches. Yeah, but when you say a million dollars, what is, uh, aren't they, isn't Clemson paying, what is Clemson paying their offense and defensive coordinators? Well, I know their DC makes 1-3. Okay. 
Okay. Um, that, and then their offensive mean, coordinator. That mean, you know, he's considered the top DC in college football. That doesn't mean Miami's going to have to pay one three, but Miami's I think is paying six. So you know maybe Miami has to go from six to nine. You see what I'm saying? Right. And so let's say they nine, let's so say and, and let's say an let's say they got to do the same thing with the OC. So that's six hundred thousand dollars more. And then maybe you know you add fifty thousand a piece to each of the other coaches or whatever, and and, and now you've oh, got your million come dollars. Oh, you up an additional million dollars. You're saying additional million, yes, over above what oh, they were, okay. above what they're paying right now, yes. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, sounds good. I hope so. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I tell you one thing. Oh, I don't think they, there's any question they... that the commitment's there to do that. Okay. Good. Well, that's great to know. Now, yep. if they go out there and they end up hiring Mario Cristobal, I don't think it's a good move unless they do it with with a Butch Davis or someone else. Because I don't, you know, with the lack of experience, uh, and if, you know, like you said, he's a two and a half, two to two and a half million dollar hire. I mean, they would just be doing the same thing again. So we'll find out. All right, man. Thanks for being part of the show. Uh, all right, thank you. All right, let's go out now to the 973. You are now live on Kane's Court Live. Hey, Gary, what's going on? Eh, not much, just chilling here, talking to my boys. Hey, man, that's Ross in Jersey. But hey, let, um, let's off? start it off on this. Hey, I didn't get a chance to call in last week. First, let's see this. The Utah, that golden board, is garbage. That was a waste of time. This was a joke. Does it make anybody else to find a change? You know? You could have saved that. That was totally a waste of time. All right, question for you. All right, with Les Miles being, um, he's going to be let go. Um, the Florida State head coach might end up at LSU. If we don't get, like, a Charlie Strong, do you think he would take the job, like, at the Florida State? He could. You know, that would hurt us really bad. Oh, no more, no more than anybody else. I mean, come on, let's be yeah, honest. Florida, come, Florida State back should, should get a great coach. I mean, right? I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, he, you know, what he's going to say, like you were saying all night, he's going to, you know, get mess around in Florida State to go ahead and take a chance on um, the defensive line coach that we don't want to take a chance on. I think the NCAA is, I think the NCAA is behind that too. I think the NCAA is behind, you know, the fact that we're still on probation. And they're telling Miami not to hire the defensive lineman coach if Strong wants to bring him in. That's part of it, too. They don't want to go back to that because they're still on um, probation and um, they don't want to get in trouble against the Well, not in trouble, but they kind of be warned about staying away from that guy. Which I don't. I agree with you. I don't really think he did anything that, that drastically as bad. But I think the NCAA is all over that, trying to scare Miami away from that. That's just my take on that. I don't now, think he got that far. I don't think they asked the NCAA for an opinion. I think they just don't, they had no interest in going there. Okay, well, you know, another thing. I don't think we're going to be able to bring this guy in, the defensive um, coordinator from Clemson. But whoever our defensive coordinator is, he needs to be just like him. But the energy, the scheme, and the way he's coaching on the sideline, that's the type of energy, type of guy we need as a defensive coordinator. Do you agree or disagree with that? I mean, in general, obviously, I agree. But I'm just saying, you, I'm, we might not be able to get that guy, but we need to get a guy like that. Hey, you want to play an aggressive, an aggressive defense that takes advantage of the speed that you get from players in, in South Florida. 
Exactly, a no-nonsense guy. When the guy's coming off the field, he can't just run off the field without being chastised. You know, neither or, for us, Miami, either the, the, the head coach, the defensive coach, or nobody chastises these guys. You ever notice that Kaya, he's coming off the field, and he goes right to the offensive coordinator. Golden never said anything to him, never got into his face, never questioned anything he was doing on the field. You ever notice that? Yeah. Did you notice that? That was terrible. And one last thing about these guys talking about they want to go to the NFL if they're thinking about going there. Like you said, only one player, Burns. Everybody else, even Corn, needs to come back and oh, give absolutely. themselves a chance. Give themselves a chance to be coached up. Yeah, I've done my research on that. I've spoken to NFL people. The only one that has business going out is Artie Burns. The NFL is projecting him as a first or second round draft pick right now. They'll probably tell him second. But, you know, he he belongs going out when you when you factor in his personal situation and um you know and and everything else that's going on in you know in in his career and his life and you know so so he should go out but all those other guys they have no business going out None. no business at all none, none. I mean, cuz here's the thing some of these things and also I want to throw in there it's not what I really want to talk about but I want to throw in there kudos to um, number 51 young He's actually showing me something. And if we could get a couple of guys around him on a, on a linebacker position, I think he'd be able to show out. And we get we bring a couple of stud guys, and we got to keep our recruiting class. I'm 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 kind of nervous about it because I think we're taking a while to name a coach. And I think a lot of these coaches out there, these schools, are really coming yeah. out of our kids. It, it's not it's up. not a crisis yet. They're going to start coming after the kids hard December first. But the kids are being well-informed. They're being told what's going on. It's not a crisis yet. You've got those four kids that are early entries that are important recruits, uh, but they don't come until January. So, uh, you know, they've got a few weeks that that if if they're inclined to be University of Miami Hurricanes, that they'll hang in there. Well, okay, also, I know this has nothing to do with Miami directly, but listening to um, Fisher, when they questioned him about the LSU job, he didn't turn it down. He didn't turn it away. He said, it's unfair. It's his dream job. Yeah, Jimbo, Fisher, Jimbo Fisher's dream job is LSU. He, I, I would be stunned if he turned it down. Now, here's here's the thing also, and that's just me being a homer, and that's just me being biased to everything. Why is it that when it was our turn to go get a good coach, Five or six other good jobs opened up. It's like we can't catch a break. Why? What difference does it make? It doesn't you're, not make a difference. you're not necessarily it's competing for the same guys. Some, you know, it, I mean, it, it, listen, if it's it's Kelly, all, cause, no, what I'm saying, we don't get. Listen, if we don't get Crystal Ball, he's going to USC. If we don't get strong, he's listen, going to Florida State. He says Crystal Ball's going to USC. Oh come on! I mean, he's going to try to come back and hurt us again because he's going. He's going to be pissed off that they didn't hire him. He's already at Alabama. Why would he go to USC? What are you talking about? Take the yeah, take the job. He's not going to get the head coaching job at USC. Mario Cristobal. You you don't think they they are talking no. about him? They also talk. Um, they're talking about him. They're talking about him. They're talking about him there and at, no. at Syracuse. No, the, 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 he's he's being mentioned a little bit at Syracuse. He's being mentioned a little bit at Rutgers. He's being mentioned a little bit at Central Florida. He could get one of those you know, three. Teams. I can see I can see Central Florida also, but what I'm trying to what I'm trying to avoid is I just don't want any guy to be hired out there that could come back and keep coming in our backyard and getting guys out of there that that should be staying home. The next time, the guys that we're going to bring in, we need to be able to just get keep these guys home. Eighty five percent of the guys need to stay home. 
bottom line. That's the bottom line. And um, I'm just afraid that we might not make the, you know, bring the right guy in, and then these guys come back and hurt us. That's my well, that's my biggest worry. They're 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 trying to they're trying to get somebody good, as you know. So we'll see what happens. All right, man. You got anything else? No, nah, that's right. really it, man. I just don't don't tell the guy. Keep me on hold. Just you know, that's it. You got it, man. Thanks for being part of the show. Let's go out to the two zero two. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's going on, Gary? This is uh, Deuce from DC. What's up, Deuce? What you got? Uh, well, first and foremost, to to uh, double back on what the the last caller said, no way in hell. University of Southern California would ever hire Mario Cristobal as their head coach with just no. FIU experience. Nah, he's, and I, he didn't know what he's It's not going to happen. He, it it wouldn't happen. He, as, he, he sounds like a good guy, but he he didn't know what he was saying. Yeah, that 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 yeah, that's 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 crazy. But but to stay on the topic of Mario, um, cause, you know you you mentioned this a lot. You talk about how great of a recruiter he is, and I'm a football junkie. I'm talking about high school, college, and pro. Uh, the only person I, I know that's been successful at the highest level that he's recruited is T.Y. Hilton. And I understand he got Ridley and, and Burgess Becker, but they're from Broward. Um, how, about John, how, about John, how about Jonathan Cyprian, who's, who's okay, uh, okay. true, true, starting true. Okay. Jaguars on defense? And got, you. Their, got you. Yeah. Got you. Okay, that's that's another one. But, but my point and, is and I, think I think there's one or two more, but let's remember something else. He was at FIU. Right, so so that's my point, Gary. You're saying he's such a great recruiter. Like he, if he recruited Ridley and Burgess Becker and Micah Fitzpatrick to Tennessee, then I, then I, I would agree. But you're recruiting to to the, the the New England of college football. You're going to get whoever you want. They're not coming to play for Mario. They're coming to play for Nick Saban. Micah Fitzpatrick committed to Alabama because Nick Saban personally coaches the DBs. Mario Cristobal had listen. Mario Cristobal can go wherever he wants to go if he has a, a coach that that coaches that, that that won four rings, four championships. He can go anywhere to get a player that to say, you know, you want to play for him. Why, why wouldn't they? So if if, if if he was at Texas Tech or you know uh, Iowa State or, or or Arizona State, that makes all the sense in the world. But I'm sorry, I'm not buying that he's this top notch recruiter. And he's recruiting to Alabama. Now, I'm not saying in South Florida the guys don't respect him. I'm just saying I can't put money in that stock, first and foremost. So, so, and and that's primarily with him by himself. If he's with with Butch, and he's a you know he's he's recruiting you know the things of that nature, I feel like he can keep a lot of the guys there from from South Florida. But when I think of a great recruiter, I'm thinking about a guy that that's recruiting in Arizona, uh, Hawaii, uh, Oregon, uh, Texas, all over the place nationally. I just don't think that the, the national landscape feels the same way uh, the Miami community feels about Crystal. I, I just don't see it. Um, it's, it's no reason why you would go, okay, let me listen to what he says. Oh, let me sign with this guy. He, what jumps out at you? He's not elite. He doesn't develop you at one particular thing. Office alignment, okay, cool, but – Alabama is going to get the best of the best on the offensive line because of the way they want to play. And uh, uh, the first caller, I believe, was uh, Roland. Uh, he made some very good comments on Les Miles. Les Miles is a CEO head coach. He offers nothing other than figurehead, I'm the man in charge, I'm the face of the organization, I go out and hire the guys. He would not bring anything to Miami other than uh, a, a positive CEO, you know, no no nonsense type of type of thing. He doesn't offer anything one way. He does. He's not an expert at either house or anything. 
Uh, he doesn't go out and recruit. Uh, most head coaches don't, but I'm just saying that when you when Les Miles shows up, you know, you're, you, what you're seeing is LSU. He, he's recruiting LSU. You know, he's he's, he's pitching LSU. Whereas with Urban, you know, okay, well if you can run a four three, you got a very good chance of being productive in an offense. You know, uh, it, it's no excuse why the best quarterback that he ever had was somebody that should have never been drafted number one in the first place, but flamed out of the league in, 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 in what two three years. You know, he he doesn't bring anything to the table offensively or defensively, uh, in, in, in my opinion. So I feel like he would be a bad hire as well. Um, I would be out. I know you said that LSU is Jimbo's dream job. I would be surprised if he left Florida State for LSU simply because the same thing that makes my that should make Miami attractive to everyone is you don't have to wrestle and fight with all of these teams every week. You're in the ACC. You're in the Coastal or the uh, – I forget what the other division is. It doesn't really matter at this point. Uh, or the Atlantic, rather. But you don't have to worry about playing these teams and you're playing Ole Miss and you got to deal with these linemen and this person's getting – you don't have to worry about those things. And, yeah, Jimbo will go there and get the offense fixed, but why would you want to fight with Saban every year to make it to the, the, the playoffs if you don't have to? It just doesn't make any sense to me um, now, but I'm not, I'm not Jimbo. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on was Charlie Strong. He has to be smoking the finest dope in Austin, Texas, if he thinks the University of Miami would ever hire Clint Hurt again. It wasn't like that, though. It wasn't like that. It was more like this is what I would be interested in if I'm going to be interested in the job. Right. But, it but was all exploratory through an intermediary. It wasn't. It wasn't like, hey – you know, Charlie, you're offered the job, and he's saying, oh, I'm turning it down unless you let me bring Clint Hurd. It never got that far. Okay, but this, this, this is my thing. Why would you even suggest that? Because you, you, he rec- you, you know because, what time because it is. that's his guy. That That's the guy. I mean, Garrett, you know if you much, can't – Wait, wait, time listen, out, time listen. out, time out before you go any okay. further. Do you know how much money Clint Hurd made Charlie Strong? I, forget I'm the, with forget, you. Forget the $3 million a year that he was making at Louisville, whatever – how about $25 million at Texas? Do you think Charlie Strong would have that job right now if Clint no. Hurt had brought 25 not players from South Florida up to Louisville? No chance. It's, it's, and Charlie Strong, knows, I give the guy credit. He knows where his bread's buttered. And he's but, not. Well, hold on. I'll raise you one. I'll raise you one, Gary. I'll raise you one. I'll raise you one. If, hope to recruit. if Zach Mettenberger doesn't commit to LSU, Charlie Strong wouldn't be at Texas either because because Teddy Bridgewater would have went to LSU. So at the end of the day, if you you can say a, a number of things, but the one of the reasons why the university is in the situation they're in right now is because of the issues that they had with Nevis Shapiro, which Clint Hurt was involved in in some shape or form, right? So my whole thing is, you know, the idiots in the administration extended gold in four years for no reason, and one of the reasons, one of the people that had something to do with it in a roundabout way, it's Clint Hurt, among others. So why would they open up that can of worms again? It's not worth it. He's not that excellent. He's not Ed Orgeron. You know, he's he's not a, a, a Petrie or, or any one of them. He's not a good technical guy. Okay, he's going to go to Northwestern and get the best deep tackle there. Okay, cool, no problem. But at the end of the day, it's not worth the hassle. You know, you, 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 Clint Hurt, that's your that's your breaking point? Clint Hurt? No, I'm, I'm I'm sorry, that's crazy. It's now, not it's, it's a sorry. breaking point. You, you, you guys, it has to be. Gary. You're not looking Gary, at it the right he, way. Listen to Gary, me. If he, listen, if he listen, listen, it up. listen, listen, listen. It's not a breaking point. Breaking point is not the right term. 
Okay, he was not offered the job. These were exploratory conversations. If I'm okay, okay, fair enough. I'm going to go to Miami. I feel this is what I need to be successful. I need X number of dollars in my assistant coaching pool, and I want my right hand guy, my recruiter, my guy that kicks ass in South Florida to be at my side. That's what and, I and that is absolutely lead. If I am going to make the move and leave my $5 million a year job at Texas and go to my $3.5 million job, a year job at Miami, this is what I would okay. need to consider that. That's exploratory. That's not a okay. breaking point. Fine. Okay, I'll give you that. Fine. But at the end of the day, he's not as smart as I thought he was if he ever thought that that was going to happen. Why are you interested in the job of Miami if – if you got if if you want to have your right hand guy there, what are you what are you interested for? Because he is not coming to Miami. It's not going to happen. And, Ch- and Charlie Strong is not as smart as I thought he was because he's in a situation where he's losing leverage every what Saturday. What are you talking about? He, he's asking a question. He gets a yes oh. or no answer. It's not a big deal. He's not okay. He, he asked in there. He asked Austin, the, Texas he asked right the now, question. saying, "Oh my God, my life." Would not be complete if I don't go get the Miami job I, right now. No, Gary, I'm not Gary. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, you, you're asking the question that you know the answer to. Why? Like, if you're in a situation, he, Gary, he, what, what would you say? If you're the you what, admin, what would you? If say? he goes and takes the Georgia job, do you think Georgia's going to tell him no? You can't bring Clint Hurt. And no. that's fine, but because Georgia's not Miami, he didn't he didn't get Georgia in trouble. He got Miami in trouble. That's my point. If you go anywhere else, okay, I understand that. But why would you ask if someone who essentially got the school in trouble can make a return with you? That's that's all I'm saying. But to, to, to move along, uh, let me ask you a question. It's, it's, let me ask. Okay. Wait, time out, time out, time out. Okay, let's let's just finish this conversation first. Would got you it. agree that the state of Texas is one of the top recruiting hotbeds in America? I do. I have my. I have, I have certain issues with it, but I, I, I would have to agree with that statement. I mean, for the most Florida, part. Texas, California, right? Those are the big three. Do right. you agree? Right. Absolutely. Okay. Texas right now is not even sniffing the top twenty-five in recruiting. At all. Okay. Charlie Strong doesn't. He doesn't have his recruiter. Okay. So, so, so this, so this is my point. This is my point. One. This is my point. That's that's kind of that's that's one of the points in, inside of what I'm trying to say. If you need couldn't hurt to be successful, I don't want you. Bro, any coach needs good recruiters. No, 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 no. You said his guy. You're talking about Clint Hurt, not not some other defensive uh, line coach that that's excellent that's out here recruiting. You're talking, well, you're talking not, about Clint Hurt. Let's take South Florida, okay? And I don't know how much how how much of a recruiting aficionado or whatever you are, but let's take the South Florida area, the greatest recruiting area in America, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Tell, name, name me the coaches, the, the assistant football coaches in college football out there that you would consider totally wired in and great recruiters in South Florida. Out of all of the assistant coaches? Yeah, who's great? Who's a great recruiter uh, in South Florida? I can name I would one. Say, I would say uh, – I would have to throw just, – just from based on uh, you know the, the, the people that they signed, I would say – uh, Coley, I I would say Cristobal with 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 potential because a lot of people you know mention him and stuff like that, and I'm I'm talking about just that region. Uh, and, I would and say, say Coley, and I kind of would have agreed, but but and I love Coley, but 
Look at all the but, guys but, but, Miami has lost in South Florida. Gary, with, that's even that's the Algo the University of Miami. and Mark D'Onofrio. That's Algo and Mark D'Onofrio. That's the reason why. No you can't And they didn't use Coley can't the way they should have used them. At, at all. Totally, at all. totally miscast as a recruiter the last three years. Absolutely. But Absolutely. my point is, here's my point. My point. If you so want to throw, you, you can throw Randy in there because I, I, I still think Randy has pool. He does. You know, but it's, I would call it's, him it's a not a lot of guys I would, though, Gary. I would call Randy not, a great recruiter in South Florida because he pulled. Uh, you know, he did. I don't even think he was the lead recruiter on Alex Collins. I mean, Randy recruited Denver Kirkland to Arkansas, and that's right. about it. I mean, I mean, look, they're, 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 my and, point and then, is, without going on and on Florida. on the subject so that we don't get bogged down here. There aren't many, many guys out there that you would consider um, lockdown recruiters in South Florida. If Clint Hurt is on a college team, I would consider him one of those guys. Can, can, I, can I ask you a question, though? Can I ask you a question, Gary? Uh, and and this, just give me your honest opinion on this. If, let's say, Clint Hurt is at Louisville and Randy is still at Miami, right? And Randy's winning nine eight, nine, ten games. He's, he's doing okay for himself. He's not winning six, seven. He's winning eight, nine, ten. You know, he's he's doing okay. Do you think that all of those guys would have followed Clint to Louisville? The reason those guys went to Louisville oh. is because Randy was gone, and they didn't Randy want to play and there, there was a window of opportunity there, no question. Exactly. If, if, in this situation, if Florida State is going, if it's doing as well as they are doing, and they're recruiting those same guys to Louisville, which they they probably were at the time, they're going to Florida State. I, I, I'm just, I'm just saying that I don't believe that those guys uh, just totally. I, I don't believe Clint was the, the sole reason. I think other things factored in. Teddy, one of them. Well, you know, because hey, Teddy uh, we, went to Louisville, and they they followed. I, I, I believe that honestly. We we just got a tweet from one of our listeners from Australia. He goes by Bermuda on the boards, and he makes a great point. Miami approached. Charlie Strong to see if he were interested. It was not the other way around. That's very true. That's very true. That's very true. I, I, I agree with that. So, and, and, and I, you I, know, I understand what you're saying, that he told them what he would need. All I'm saying and, is... And, and, and they did it through an intermediary, and Charlie right. Strong sent the word back through that intermediary, and I know this because I was tracking it every step of the way, and I know who the intermediary was, and he sent it back and with those three stipulations. He had a his his contract stipulation that it would take, what it would take. He had the yeah. assistant coach, the assistant coach pool, what it would take. And he and the third thing, like I said, was he would want Clint Hurd on his staff. And the reason for that is that's his guy. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. I know what the reasons for. But I, I, on that topic, I, I'll just leave you with this. I'm just glad that Miami brash the administration had you know the wherewithal to say thanks, Charlie, but no thanks. That, 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 I'll just leave it at that. And my, right, last, my last thing was... Just be prepared that you might see that evolve in the future, whether it's a Texas, Georgia, South I, Carolina, honestly, wherever Charlie this Strong point, may land, you might see that scenario evolve. And, and you might fine. see you might see Clint Hurt back in South Florida recruiting kids, wreaking havoc on what Miami has no, in I mind. I don't, but you, I, I'm but sorry, you I, hope, I don't agree with that. But you, but you got to hope, hope that Miami is in a strong enough position where that won't really matter so much. Yeah, see, that's that's my thing, Gary. If, if, we, if, we, if we do what we're supposed to do, if Fl- Florida's doing what they're supposed to do, same thing with Florida State, they're doing what they're supposed then to do. Then he's plucking and, the second. Right. So, so, But my thing is, if we do what we're supposed to do, you don't have to worry about Clint Hurt. 
You don't. The Golden, I, I, Golden was horrible. And he's a, you know, you say he's a good guy and all of that. And and as a football coach, horrible. I'm talking about like the most horrible college coach. One well, of them, at least top five I've ever way. seen. It did not have to be that way. He blew it. He had everything you could and, want. He and, had the nine-year commitment. That's what makes it even worse. Yeah, that's he had a nine-year commitment from the University of Miami. To, you and know, blew, you, but, you couldn't wish oh, for more than that. And he just he didn't have the wherewithal to know that you better hire people you can go out and get. Hey, no, no, no. L- listen, guys, l- listen to this scenario and tell me if you think this is true. When he got here, he went 6-6 six and six his first year, right? And his agent started making it seem like he was going to go somewhere. Okay, cool, no problem. They would have had to show me, but no problem. Well, once he got that extension and he got a nine-year contract, you know what I thought he did? I, it's from the bottom of my heart, I think that guy said, you know what, I'm going to do this my way now. I have all the time in the world. And he leaned on the cloud, which never existed. He leaned on the cloud, right? And once the cloud was gone, did, did you notice, did you know his record from that week that they announced it when we played Wake Forest? Do you know what his record is? I'm not sure the exact number, but his record is worse than, than, than when the fake cloud was there. Because then it was put up or shut up time. He couldn't talk his way out of the situation. He's a slick talker with no substance. You know, and you, you were talking about Chad. You know what's wrong with Chad? Chad doesn't want to play in that defense. None of them want to play in that defense. That's why they don't play hard. When they make a play, you know, they they it's it's they shop. That's why they're celebrating and they're happy as hell. Because that this defense is not for playmakers. It's not for South Florida. It's not. It's for you know the the the, the farm boys and and in the Midwest. It's for big slow guys who who are not as athletic as, as other guys. And you know it's a bend don't break, keep everything in front of you type of thing. These boys down there, these aggressive kids don't want to play in that. That's why you see Chad look terrible. It, it, if our defensive line next year, if we get a coach that runs an aggressive defense, aggressive four three or something of that nature. Watch, watch what our defensive line looks like, Gary. It's, it's going to be night and day because they're, te- they're teaching containment. They're teaching two-gapping. Uh, two you know, the, the, the scheme is, is not a good fit. And I'm, I'm, this is my last, my last comment. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave you with this. I'm, I'm happy that the administration is, 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 is taking a stance and is finally, you know, saying less invest in a football program. But I talked to you last week about this. This has Don written all over it. Well, what the hell were you doing for the last 15 years? You really thought that you could go from Coker to Shannon and you don't get the results. Then you really think you can go to Temple and hire a coach who's never won his conference, never won a championship, never done anything as far as championship football in his life to do something with Miami, which is the most unique job in the country. Like, I'm happy that they got it together now, but they they wasted, you know, so many careers – and, and they wasted so much money from the from the community in South Florida that it is appalling. And 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 they really need to apologize for that. They need to openly send a letter off to the fans or the, the you know the the chicken holders whoever and apologize because they dropped the ball for I'm not going to say 15 years. I'm going to say starting 05, 06. So the last 10 years they dropped the ball, and it's and it's it's no it's no excuses. You know they they went the cheap route. You know and like I, I'm a firm believer, and you know who that you know who, who decided to go the cheap route. But you can't win football games and not pay anybody. You just you're not in that type of region. You can get away with that in Boise and 
you know, all these other places. You can't get away with that in Miami because at the end of the day, you're in a you're – in, these kids know football. They're not stupid. They know what they're looking at. You know, that was one of the things that pissed, that pisses us off about uh, D'Onofrio and Golden. They're trying to make it seem like we don't know what we're looking at. No. You're talking about, you know, we're trending up and we're, no, we're horrible. And that's the admin's fault. You know, you're supposed to fire Golden last year. These kids have wasted a year of their lives. Tracy Howard, the interview that you had with him, he spoke a lot of the truth. You know, and he didn't, he said he didn't come there for Golden, but if you, if you can, if you, these kids, they tuned him out. They tuned D'Onofrio out. It, it, that's why they get blown out because they know once they get down, once you throw up, you play the pass at 50 yards or more, 20 yards or more, D'Onofrio goes too deep shell. How the hell do you go too deep shell down 11 with, with three minutes left against Cincinnati? Why are you in a too deep shell? Why is Jamal Carter backpedaling and you need, to, you need to stop and you know they're running the ball, right? And everybody's saying, oh, Jamal Carter's terrible. No, he's not terrible. The defensive coordinator did not put that man in position to make a play. Why are you against Clemson four wide receivers? Why do you have three linebackers, four linebackers on the field? Why is Tyreek McCord covering the slot the first game of the season against Louisville? You know, it's, 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 it's terrible. And the administration is just as much to blame as Al Golden because they were looking at the same damn thing we were looking at. They definitely were. And um, I just hope that we get this hire right. I'm okay with Chip Kelly. Um, I, I do agree that he will leave in four or five years. Um, but – my guy, I'm, I'm, I'm with D. Black. It's, it's Butch Davis if you want the rock star guy. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, whoever they hire, I'm going to support them if it makes sense. If it doesn't make sense, I'm sorry. You know, it, it can't be a, a, a Mario, you know, or, or someone with, with, uh, with a little bit of experience. Even Herman is a gamble. I like Herman better than Mario, though, because of his, coach, his coaching record where he's been to several places. Mario has been Miami, FIU, what, Rutgers, and Alabama. And he can't bring that same thing to Alabama because Alabama and Miami are two totally different animals. You know, you don't have the same resources. You don't get the same type of players. Those offensive linemen in Alabama are developing because they're going against 300-pound defensive ends, not defensive tackles, 300-pound defensive ends at Alabama. Gerald Willis is killing us in practice because he's going. He's sitting over top of Alex Gall. That's you know, that's what I say. I say the same you thing. Know, I, I believe that he's unblockable when I see him unblockable uh, in, in September against a decent opponent. I, I, I'm, I'm 100% with you. And, that you know, everything be, that I say. He might be great. He might become an All-American. But I, I want to – I'm not trying to get off the scout team practice field. Yeah, he has the skills, but you got to look at who he's going up against in practice. There's nobody on Miami's offensive line that another school is dying to have at this point. You no. know, may, maybe the younger guys that they can develop, but at this point in time – to nobody, you know, that you're saying, hey, I, I got to have this guy. But um, thanks for taking my call, Gary. I, I know we're oh, back and forth. Thank, but, thank you, you know. for being part of it. Give us a call again next time. All right, guys, we've got about 45 minutes of show, of show left. Uh, a, a lot of you are still on the board waiting to get on the show. Let's try to keep our uh, comments tight, precise, and to the point, and I'll get as many of you on tonight as I can. Let's go to the 305 now. 305 you're now now live on Team Sport Live. You there? All right, going once, twice, three times. You'll have to call back. Let's go to the 870. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, this is Lemuel. How you doing? What's up, Lemuel? How you doing tonight? Good, good. Uh, second time on. Okay, I'm going to get right to it. Gary, I remember a couple years back or when we were um, into the golden phase, 
you were saying that you was you would go to the practices and you didn't see uh you didn't see talent out there. You didn't see defensive players actually, you know, making a difference. Well, I was you right. know, a guy brought up Luke, uh, brought up Luther Robertson. Luther Robertson did get in the NFL. You just have to think um I wonder if you ask yourself, you know, you just see it in practice. Do you think it was a product of because the system was so bad that the talent couldn't have been developed? Because if you go down the list, because at the time you were saying, well, Golden needs talent, Golden needs talent. We can go against teams. We could we could single out the teams that he would go against, and we could go look at their recruiting classes, and we still had better recruiting classes than every team almost we faced, except for, you know, an FSU or another team here and there. But we're talking about beating Duke. We're talking about, come on, man. We're talking about beating Duke, Wake Forest, I mean, we're not talking about top teams that are getting better players than us. Even then, even then, they were not getting better players, Gary. When we were talking about Charlie Strong, you were saying that's a five-year rebuild. My Lord, go look at the recruiting classes. There is no way you cannot score three points against Iowa State. No way. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, they they don't have a quarterback. They don't have a good offensive coordinator. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, hold so on, they're hold struggling. Hold on, Gary. Hold on, Gary. What was that? That quarterback was a high school All American, though. No, come on, he's not. I don't, just, I don't know. I haven't researched Gary, him. Right, but Gary. That, Gary. That, they, they don't have a really good quarterback in that program well, right well, now. Well, Gary, go look because of the system that you have in place. LSU quarterback Brandon Harris. Okay, they put him in a pro style system. He don't fit in that. If I'm, good example, Gary, if Chip Kelly went to LSU right now. With those receivers, think about it. They had Landry, Jarvis Landry for the Dolphins, and they got Odell Beckham. I didn't see a prolific offense in LSU in the last four or five years. You get Chip Kelly, Landry, Beckham, all them guys that he had with a quarterback, a mobile quarterback like that that can run the read option, he is going to put up points. He's going to put up points, Gary. Look at Ole Miss. They put a system in place that fit skilled athletes, and their offense is booming. If you go look at their statistics, they have one of the top statistical offenses, and they're in the SEC. It's all about system and fit. It's not about – if you have – Miami has had – this is my thing. Miami has had talent in the last four, four or five years, even though it's not top ten, but we have never finished below – except for Golden's year when he just got hired and he was taking over for Shannon, we never finished below 25th or 20th in recruiting. If you go look at those stats or those lines, they're still second best in our division or first. No, no, no. First in our division, I believe. We're better than um, maybe Virginia Tech has recruited, maybe as well. But if you go look at it, Georgia Tech better recruits, um, Duke better recruits, Virginia, better recruits. I mean, come on, Gary. Virginia, come on. They're not recruiting better than we are. So even whatever, there is no excuse to say at that time when you made that, you know, made that statement that we need more talent. Well, Virginia said the same thing, but they beat us, and they have less talent than we had at the time. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of times we equate and say we need more talent, but if you go really look at that roster, and see where they were coming out of high school. Now, I get it. Every kid coming out of high school isn't great. It's what it may be. But if you go look at those rosters, and you look – I look at Charlie Strong's roster. I look at each kid. 
And I go look at their profile as a high school player, and there's a lot of All-Americans on his team, a lot of them. He just doesn't know how to use them. His system doesn't fit. He doesn't know what offense to run for, what he has. If you look at Mac Brown's year with Vince Young, Mac Brown tried to go more so. I think one year he messed around with pro style like a dummy. But he went spread. So he had a team built with athletes at receiver. He had two he right now he got two mobile quarterbacks in Hurd and Swoops. Swoops has never been a pro style quarterback. And they tried to make him there until last year. So it's a complete mismanagement. And so if you go and you Gene Chizik got fired for switching the system. That's a great example. Gene Chizik with Gus Malzahn's offense was rolling. Gus Malzahn leaves, he comes get a pro style and he kills his program. It's a, it, it makes that much of a difference. It's that much of a difference. So I think that was off base. Um, next points. And, and after this, I guess you could kind of explain to me, or maybe I'm off base. But um, Pagano, you you were um, saying that he was one of the NFL coaches. And maybe I'm short-sighted, but I don't see him as being a big recruiter. I mean, maybe you have more You're right. He's not. He, he's not. And I, don't, and I don't know how much passion he still has for that. So I don't okay. personally consider him one of the one of the top candidates on the board. Yeah. I just know, or at least have been told by uh, at least one source, that he made a phone call to Miami and said that if things don't work out with the Colts, that he would be interested, and so would a lot of his staff. That's all I know uh, right uh, now about. No, 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 man. You you gotta if you ain't you ain't trying to be a big time recruiter. I just don't. I really don't want you because I think you know, I don't see that happening. Yeah, we talk about Mario is bad, and I mean, if he's the recruiter, let's just say, let's say Golden was our coach, right? Let's say Amari Cooper was on our team. Uh, yeah, Amari Cooper, uh, Ridley. What, what, were they on that? No, they weren't. Uh, so Amari Cooper, you give me um, Alex Collins, a running back. You give me um, one of the corners that we lost, like McKenzie Alexander. Or um, yeah, give me Mackenzie Alexander. Give me some of the guys that went to Florida State, Benjamin Cook. You just give me those guys. And even with how bad Golden was, as far as sometimes a mismanaging guy, you still I think what does that do? Maybe give us one more win, two more wins a year. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. He's still the coach. Right, right. I think that even right, with everything be... else, you're absolutely right. Right. So it shows, I think it shows one... you the potential that this program has. Right. I, I, I agree. And one thing to point out: remember, I remember when Shannon got fired, and we was looking for a coach, and it seemed like nobody wanted this job. Like we couldn't get. Like if we got a Greg, we asked Greg Shiano, he turned us down. If we had yep. got a Greg Shiano at that time, we would have been excited. You no know doubt. what I mean? Uh, I mean, nobody wanted this job. Well, you know why the game has changed? The game has changed for one reason. Florida State got its act together. Okay. And and, and that's why Miami has to be more serious right now about football. One last thing here. I don't want to hope. I know people want to get in. Um, You say uh, ATM and Coley will be bad uh, choices. But I think, like, Philip Dorsett with first round, I think that was, like, overrated in my opinion. Like, yeah, I mean, he went he went first round, and I was thinking I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I've 
really looked at his stats. How, I mean, yep. I know he hasn't made a huge impact with the Colts, but at all, um, I'd be surprised if he has 15 catches here. Yeah, and maybe I'm off base, but I haven't heard. Well, based on what I'm being told by NFL people, Stacy Coley and Muhammad should come back next year. They have no business going into the draft. Okay, and those are good sources that you have. Okay, well, yep. I, I was thinking, uh, what? I guess I think we're right. Uh, I know it's crazy to say this because it begins getting blown up, but I really think we're not that far off, actually. Um, uh, with that. Okay. I did hear about we keep talking Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly. Um, do you have? I really don't want you to say or not because I know on your board. I, I know I, I would say I don't want you to say anything if you got information um, that's a big time post, and I know you do. I think you, I think you're doing you're doing the right thing to stand quiet. But do you think the um, if there has been fielded interest from numerous NFL guys, or do you think they're narrowing in on one or two guys? I don't two, think there's that many guys. guys. I, no, I don't oh, think there's okay. that many guys. I, I I think Chip Kelly is one guy that's going to be in play. Um, I'm guessing he's going to have a choice between USC and Miami right now. Okay. That's, that's, that's the way well, I see it. Maybe LSU. Well, no, LSU won't I, I don't think he figures for LSU. I really don't. I mean, maybe that'll change, but I, I think I don't he, think – I think he's a big city. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I know he came from Oregon, but I just see him going to Miami or USC. Me too. And, and Me to too. Be honest, I think he got that probably, swagger. Probably USC. Yeah, I think he has that. I think he has that swagger. And the reason I say Miami may be a better fit for him, not because of the recruiting, but because since Miami, Miami is a more, a little bit more desperate, he'll have a more lenient uh, uh, leeway to a degree. USC, he goes there. Hey, we want this off top. I think it's a little bit more um, pressure on him, and I don't think he really, you know, cares about that. But I think logically, it's a little bit more pressure. USC. He's been on West Coast. Maybe it's like deja vu to a degree. I think Miami will be kind of perfect, especially with his system form, because the level of of his I guess godlike figure could really blow if he was to do well at Miami rather than USC, and I could be wrong there. And I really don't think Jimbo will leave, to be honest with you, uh, to pick on because I think Jimbo it's so he easy. Might to just he might clean. go to LSU. He might. But all you have to do is be Clemson and beat Miami. Yeah, I understand, but you know he also has to he also has to battle it out in recruiting with all the SEC schools. Florida's getting better. Miami's going to get better. It has nothing. Ohio, it, it, it really doesn't have anything to do with that. It, it's just he was at LSU. Uh, from what I've been told, it's his dream head coaching job. So they mm. probably pay him eight million dollars a year to go there. And I just think there's a great chance of it happening. Okay. Okay. Well, Gary, just keep me on. Get some of the other Kane brothers now, and just keep me on. Thanks for having me. You got it, man. Thanks for being part of the show. Let's go out to the nine eight five now. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Mm, hey Gary, how you doing? Swagger for life here. What's up, Swagger? What you got? Uh, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, <laughs> I think. Uh, do you really believe that this administration uh, and the power structure of Miami would make a serious run at Chip Kelly? If they can, they will. You think they're willing to go that route? Yep, I do. Hmm. 
because you got to understand, it's really not that big of a deal. I mean, you know, let's say Chip Kelly would cost you five million a year. Just you know, throw okay. to throw out, throw out a number, okay? And you know, I think that's at least what he would cost, okay? You're paying two and a half now to Al Golden. Let's say with the Adidas money, you've got the cushion to pay three and a half within the current athletic department budget. Okay, you're only talking about the university having to subsidize another million and a half dollars, and then maybe another million on top of that for assistant coaching salaries. You know, two and a half to three million from the university general budget as a subsidy to the athletic budget, and that's not a lot of money for a university. Especially when you're talking about one that is bound and determined to straighten out its image around the country because yes. of its poor football program. So I don't, I don't doubt that they don't have the fi- that that they they have they don't have the finances to do it. My, yeah, I mean, they just they haven't in the past shown the willingness, you know, to go out and and, and well, make changed. a run at somebody like that of that caliber. I that, guess that's, that's why changed. I'm. I mean, you've got you've got a hierarchy now at the top of the board of trustees that realizes what this football program struggles are doing to the overall image of the university. And they're bound and determined to fix it here in the next few weeks. And with a good football hire and a program that gets better, they'll have that fixed. You know, enough of the... Enough of the guy, you know, they've had it. I mean, you're turning on the TV on Saturdays. You got, Thank you know, God. kids in other schools flip. They're flipping the U upside down. They're sitting there talking for ten minutes at a time on ESPN about what a horrible job the University of Miami is. Everything yep. that's coming out about this program right now is negative, negative, negative. These guys, and I give them a ton of credit. They're shrewd business people. They're very wealthy guys, very successful. They're not at the top of the board of trustees for no reason. They realize they need to get this damn thing fixed, and and they're willing to spend the money if they can get the right guy to do it. And when Butch Davis is your back burner guy, you know you're well, doing pretty and well. That's my next question. I mean, do you think that because they know that they have Butch in their back pocket, that that gives them the leverage to wait because they know Butch wants the job? They don't need leverage. He'll take it There's tomorrow no, or mid December or Christmas or whatever they offer to him. So that, yeah, but they I mean, don't need leverage. You don't need leverage. Then what leverage do you need? You hire, we, well, you hire when you hire. The there, there's no gun to anybody's head here yet. Right, but maybe that's the wrong word. I guess. I guess what I'm trying to say is when they when they're going through the search and they're offering you're offering these different candidates, you know they they know. I mean, Butch Davis is sitting there. They know that. So knowing yeah, that, Butch is going to probably get advantage. the first interview. I mean, he, you know, they, they of course, yeah, they, they, they have Butch Davis if they want him. Yeah. They have Mario Cristobal if they want him. They better hurry up and make a decision there, though, because he might get another offer. But you know, you get my point. Yeah, I do. I mean, somebody mentioned earlier that Butch Davis is the only rock star. Man, I disagree. I think, man, if we can get Chip Kelly, wow. <laughs> I'm all about it. I mean, you but know, you got, but I think USC is going after him too, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, that would be. The, I mean, that's the tough thing. I mean, that's his, that's his recruiting ground where he's most familiar, you know, and that would seem like the the, the better fit um, for him. But you know, you never know. Who knows? He might want to change. Um, <laughs> second thing, Gary. <laughs> uh, I, I live about an hour and twenty minutes away from Tiger Stadium, and I've had the. Uh, the ability over the past eight, nine years, whatever it's been, to watch the uh, the Les Miles tenure um, over here. 
Anybody thinking that Les Miles would be a home run hire for Miami is totally clueless as to what has gone on and what has transpired with LSU over the years. I'm hearing that um, a lot. The the <laughs> the the fact is, number one, he's hidden a lot of uh, 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 he's hidden uh, his his coaching behind a lot of good recruiting. That has since tapered off from Tech A and M's move to the SEC. Now he has to contend with them and Alabama. When you're when you're at LSU. <laughs> Everybody in this state, all the boots—that's the only place to contend with. I mean, with Alabama. Now you got Texas A&M coming in, that, and it's—they've suffered for it. I mean, they've lost—they lost—they've lost a lot of recruits over the past couple of years. To now both A&M and Alabama. Now that said, they still got the number one recruiting class, but that's because everybody in this state bleeds purple and gold. But he would be a terrible fit for the University of Miami. Um, Cam Cameron is the biggest scapegoat on the on the staff at LSU because that is a less miles offense. A lot of people don't know that that is a less miles offense. That's not a Cam Cameron offense. Um, so anybody who thinks that less miles would be would be a slam dunk is is very much misguided uh, on that. And yes, Jimbo Fisher will get will get that job. Um, I'd I'd put a million dollars on that if I had it. Yeah, if let, one plus miles to let go. Um, third point I wanted to make was uh, was I think we we should give uh, a little a little nudge here and a tip of the cap to Larry Scott. Uh, I don't think it's been talked about enough the job he's done over the past four weeks. I think if I'm Houston and I lose Tom Herman, and or if I'm Temple and I lose Matt Rule. I think I should. I think I should be looking at this guy for a possible, you know, a possible coaching candidacy. You know, maybe somewhere in the MAC. I just think the guy's done a phenomenal job in some bad circumstances. To come out and play. Um, they laid an egg in North Carolina, which was frustrating, but they they've still shown, shown some resiliency. You know, considering what they've been through, um, you know, over the past few weeks. So I just wanted to come out. And... All right, fair enough. You got anything else tonight? That's it. All right, man. Thanks for being part of the show. Give us a call again next week. Let's go to the 678. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. With us? What's up, Gary? What's up, Gary? How you doing? There, there you are. Who's this? This is, uh, I'm just going to say this is Zeke from uh, from Atlanta. Uh, All right, first-time Zeke. Caller. Oh, first-time welcome. First-time caller. Uh, Ex-Miami ex player. I'm not going to say which team. Well, I could say I was with the Schellenberg years, uh, but um, yeah, like I said, man, I'm, I'm you know listen to you you know, pretty much all the time, and uh, you know I'm just you know looking at this coaching search and just trying to you know figure out you know you know who they're going to take, you know who would who would be the right fit, and you know I I can honestly say I'm butching Mario fan myself, but you know I'm just 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 trying to figure out. I mean, you know. Do, wh- who do you think is the better fit, Mario or uh, Butch? I'm good with either one of them. I mean, you know my plan. My my plan is I want them both together. Really? Okay. Okay. That's what I want. But you know that's Yeah, I, I mean, think I, that would if be a, I'm, a good thing like as I well. said earlier in the show, if I, if I'm doing this, I'm doing everything I can do to get them both. Yeah, I think, I, I think that would be a good fit I think fit it's a big well. it's a big job, but you need all the firepower you can get right now. Yeah. Let me ask you another thing, uh, Gary. If for some reason they were to take, if for some reason they were to get Chip, 
What kind of staff do you think Chip can bring? Like I said, I don't think Chip has any Miami ties. But I think he's a good coach. You know, but – what kind of staff could he bring there? I don't think. I, you know, I think that's zero idea. I don't know. I don't know anything about what kind of staff he would bring with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think he's a good offensive mind, but still, again, we'll still have that defensive problem. Well, no, because you got to assume he'd have the budget and would hire a good defensive coordinator. I mean, I don't. I don't think you got to assume you would have the same problem. Well, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I just think, you know, uh, he's a good coach. I just don't think it's the the right time for him here in Miami. I think, you know, uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of other better coaches out there I think you probably can go with before you get Chip. Don't get me wrong. I think Chip's a good coach. But I think for what Miami needs, I just don't think it's the, the right fit. All right, fair enough. Okay, okay. What else you got? Anything else? No, other than that, Gary, I just think you, you got a great show, man. I like listening to you. Uh, I think we're going to pick the right guy. I think, you know, if you ask me, I think it's going to come back to either Butcher Mario if, if I had to pick. All right. Fair enough. Thanks for calling in. All right. Take care, man. All right. Let's go back out to the 678. Another call. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Going once, twice. Sorry, man. Got to call back. Let's go to the eight five zero. You're now live on King Sport Live. How's it going, Gary? It's going. Who's this? It's Omar. What's up, Omar? Talk to us. Not much. Not much, man. I'm just listening. Uh, ain't got too much to say. Uh, as far as the the coaching thing go, man, I think I think they're going at it the right way. You know, I just. I, I don't want him to rush it like I'm. I was. You know, um, I'm obliged to the, the opinion of you know them getting, you know, uh, Butch and, and Christopher in there uh, together. But you know, <laughs> that's only a fairy tale. It's so funny. World. Everybody loves my <laughs> idea, <laughs> which which I understand why. Yeah, it's like the best. Yeah, it's like a pipe. You, it really is. It's like a pipe dream, like that. That's that's. <laughs> but um, I, I I really ain't got too much to say, honestly. I, I right. really just I hope they. I just want them to make the right choice, and um, I'm gonna listen in. I've been listening this you week. I'm gonna just listen in, so I'm gonna let right, it go. Yeah. I'm just putting you back on hold and uh, give a call again next week. Let's go to the six seven eight. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Gary, yeah, how you doing? Good. Who's this? Twenty three, Daddy Kane, Gary. What's up? Hey, what's shaking? How you been? Man, I've been great. I've been great. Back from working out in Denver. Hey, you just know, had a, a couple nice of game. things. Nice oh game yeah, the yeah, day, they huh? both did. Him yep. and David both, man. I'm telling you, love them, I'm, love them. I'm telling you right now, man. A good OC puts both of those guys on the field at the same time and and rocks and rolls. Dangerous, dangerous, man. With the receivers, I'm telling you, the offense is looking great. And uh, I think I Gus Edwards next year. It's not looking great. Yeah, well, but, I did, yeah, yeah. But Gus Edwards, I'm going to have problems. It's got potential. It's got potential. <clears throat> oh, yeah, definitely. Like you said, whatever head coach comes in next, the, the cupboard is not there. No, I've just got to keep those old linemen working hard in the weight room all off season. They got to get stronger and they got to get tougher. Definitely, yeah. I know you hit on a couple points earlier that I, I was saying, I went down to this past game, um, but I was saying the same thing. 
this is a time when, you know, all these people that want – I want to see, like, coaches being brought in that if the program means that much to them, if they they love the U, like all these fans that's calling in, love the U and passionate about the U, I want to see them put a dream team – I think you hit on it earlier – a dream team of coaches together that will put their you before themselves. Of course, Butch Davis and Cristobal would be, you know, one and two coming in. You know, you could throw another couple of coaches in there because then what we'll have is, I believe we'll have the same thing that we had before. <clears throat> Everybody's not going to be happy with the pick. Um, they're going to be naysayers for this and that. But now that you've had the fan sacrifice for so many years, Let's see these big-name coaches, let's see them sacrifice their pockets in order to come back in and make the U great. And that's, you know, and, and definitely make it better for the kids. That's what I'm looking to see. So, you know, all these names that we're throwing out for head coaches, I, I want to see them put their egos aside, put their pockets aside, and come in here like, you know, Cristobal and Butch Davis would be a, a good fit. Butch Davis is older, stayed here for four or five years, and then turn it over to Crystal Ball. You know, that would be a great look. Yep. Now, I'm trying, far, man. I, I keep jumping <laughs> up and down and throwing it out there. Well, yeah, yeah, and I, I like to see that. And, of course, we got, you know, some of the best alum to ever play the game. So, hey, you know, I was a community coach when my boys was in high school. Uh, you know, I, I sacrificed, got off work two hours early so I can go coach and help out. So, you know, let's use some of those alum if that's what we want to do, especially the ones that are throwing their names in the in the hat. Let's reach out to them. Yep. You know. So now one thing I did want to say, um, my work schedule, this is the first game I was able to make down in Miami this year. But what concerns me is everybody wanted Al Golden fired. This was – uh, a, a theme going on for the last couple of years. And we talked about this uh, a while ago, too. So people got what they wanted. He got fired. We're, we're, I mean, people are still calling in here now talking about how horrible and bad this man was. But if you got what you want, let's move on. What concerned me was people got what they want. They said it was the best for those kids. I mean, it's like this man was abusing these kids. But what I did not see, and what I did see, I did not see any more asses in the seats at the stadium when I got there this weekend. Mm-hmm. What I did not see was a, a, a huge amount of outpour. Didn't see it in Duke. You know, didn't see it at Duke. You know, my brother was at the Duke game and stuff like that. So after everybody got what they wanted, we didn't do what we said we was going to do about it being about the kids and supporting, and we just had to have this man out. Asses were not in the seats. Now, what I did see, I still saw banners flying up overhead. So now it wasn't just that we hated a coach and we're going to fly banners because we hated this coach. But now we're flying banners yeah. to promote who we want to be hired yeah, next. Yeah, that's, that's just a so, couple guys mm, being fools. It's, it, that's, that's, so, a little that's two guys. It's it's not even worth worrying about. And, and that's why I wanted to call. I, I cannot wait to get back up here to call in because people like that can never be satisfied. What it, what it boils down to is they want their agenda pushed ahead, and I guess they want everybody to go through them so they can get everything they want. But 
you know, if that's and, and it's so sad because I mean, people have hit on it before. No other school, as passionate as they fans are, no other college is doing that. I mean, I hate it. You know, you got money, you can do what you want to with your money. By all means, rock out. But it, it does make the university look bad, you know. So I mean, I, I just hate it. Hate, hate that it has to go down there. But the next hire. I mean, the search team that they got together, and that's going to be important because, you know, my biggest thing is you got to bring someone in there that, that people want, especially the people down in Miami area, because you got to put asses in the seat. And that that was part of what I was disappointed in. You know, I, I figured, okay, they fired the dude. Let's go. I got one of my older brothers is a huge King fan, Dietrich Mitchell, He's a huge Kane fan, and after they first fired him, he's like, oh, you're going to see this now, bro. You're going to do – they're going to have people in the seats and this, this, and this. That hadn't happened. I just want to know what happened. I mean, if everybody got what they wanted, why were there no asses in the seats? I'll be honest with you. It was way better than I thought it was going to be. I thought there was going to really be nobody there, and, and you know, it was looking pretty ugly before the game started. But as the game went on, more people came in from the parking lots, and by the middle part of the first half, it actually didn't look too terrible. But then, of course, the rains came, and everybody went home. So, yeah, And that's why I sound horrible, because I stayed in the rain, went in under the covers, uh, under the covered area, and... Uh, still stay for the game but that that's my biggest concern man i just hate that you know you know everything has to go for a reason but i, I was just not impressed with the numbers that turned out you know after everybody got what they wanted i mean here we are still weeks after the guy get fired and we're still bashing on him. i mean let it go he's gone let's move on <laughs> so i mean let's support these kids that's what it's about let's support the canes the king alums and all the king fans Where's the support? I mean, well, that's what I'm trying something. to next, say. Next year, people have no excuse. Okay, if the, uh, crowds, if the crowds are still as pathetic as they've been this year, it's going to be a sad commentary on the fan base because next year you're going to have your new coach. Hopefully it's going to be somebody who's exciting. It's going to be a new outlook for the team, and there's no reason not to come out next year. But see, and, and, and you know, I hope so, Gary. I, I really do. But I, I think with certain people, I mean, it's easy to say next year – and by those banners, and, you know, you've been around this a while, too. There's still going to be people that's not going to be happy with this next hire. So, I mean, you know, if you're a fan, and that's part of it, if you are a fan, be a fan. Don't be a fair weather fan. Nobody at this university is coming to any of us asking our opinion about, hey, who should I hire, who should I not hire? And we're getting caught up in this to the degree that you're not going to support your school because you don't like this coach. And it's so it's so wild. So you're not going to support your school that you rep in, but you want to call in and tear it down, talk about they ain't doing this, they not doing that, but talk about what you as a fan are not doing. They they call that fair weather fans. Yeah. I mean, you got this historic program with five national championship rings, where you got some schools out here with zero, and you look at their stadium, it's packed. It's packed. The tailgate is nice. So, you know, you got to be, if you're a fan, be a fan. Don't be a fan weather fan. Especially, now, I, I give the alums, they're putting money back into the program. But if you're just a fan, you're not donating to the fund, you're not supporting your team going to the game, 
you are, I mean, not everybody's economic situation is different. But if you're not doing that stuff, you're just a fair weather friend that's just not content and not happy with anything. My, my, I won't keep you on, but my next thing is we're talking about all these head coaches that's coming in. What about the supporting staff? I mean, you get these head coaches in. I mean, who are these? I mean, these guys have people in their back pocket that as well, soon as they come in, we. You know, if if they're an existing yeah. coach, they have a whole staff where they are. That doesn't mean they're going to bring everybody, but they'll bring some of those exactly. people. Because those guys are under contract too to that school. Yeah, but they can leave. You know, they can move. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I, I mean, I heard all this head coaching stuff. I mean, especially with a dude like Butch Davis, who's been out of coaching for a while. I hadn't heard anybody talking about a supporting staff that he's going to bring in this defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator or line coach. Nobody knows who they would be. Yeah. I'm sure he's been working on it, but, you know, nobody knows who they would be. All right, cool, man. Yep, I just wanted to call in and give you a holler, man. Great show and keep up the energy. Yeah, thanks for calling in. We'll talk to you soon. All right, put me back on hold, man. You got it. Let's go to the 251. You're now live on Case for Live. Hello? Yep, that's you. Oh, Garrett. Hey, iPhone came, mobile. Hey, What's up, quick man? question for you, man. Now, you know, I keep seeing everybody with the Chip Kelly, and I think I might be in the minority on this. But, like, man, I just worry about Chip Kelly getting along with, like, players. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because you – you kind of seen how he got rid of all the stars at Philly. You know, like we talking about South Florida. You know, South Florida players, they kind of divas in a way. You know what I'm saying? And I just think he might he might rub some guys the wrong way, and then you'll kind of be back in that same boat of, you know, kind of how it was with Shannon at, at a point where a lot of guys didn't really like Shannon because, you know, he kind of rubbed people the wrong way. I mean, what do you think about that? You think Chip might be like that? You know, Obviously, I've I've never met Chip, and and all I know about him is what I see, and I, I know there there have been some of those issues up in Philadelphia, but how that yeah, carry, how how that would carry over into the Miami job, I have no idea. Yeah, because even in Oregon, you know, I mean, he might got one or two four stars here and there, but like he didn't get a lot of star star players coming out. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of more his system, which you know, I yeah. mean, I think it can work, but I mean. That's my only real concern about him or whatnot. It doesn't seem to be and, bothering uh, anybody. He's, yeah, he, yeah, he, it doesn't. He, he, he'll be a much sought-after guy. Yeah, and and the Les Miles thing, you know, me being in Mobile, I'm a couple hours away from LSU. You know, at first I kind of thought it would be a bad hire, but I kind of think like sometimes, you know, you get fired or something like that, and, you know, you might get you a new brand of assistance. And, you know, he might because, like, Les Miles is a – I think he'll be a great recruiter for us. And, you know, I don't, I don't care how you put it. If you if you if you know how to recruit and you get good assistance, you can win. You know what I'm saying? I thought that's what um, Al Golden problem was. He didn't get the good assistance. You know, he kind of yeah. rode and ride and died with the guys he had, and I thought that was his downfall. And, you know, I, I, I would, you know like, one thing I, I will say about Le, uh, Les Miles is the the reviews coming in out of people in Baton Rouge is not great. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I hear him a lot down here. Which is kind of amazing for a guy that's been as successful as he has, but people are not saying great things about him. Yeah. 
And one more thing, I, I think it's so funny. I'll be hearing uh, a lot of guys be saying, like, you know, like, hey, I feel like Mario he needs he needs to go to Syracuse or somewhere and get more experience. And then you had the same guy say, well, I would like Tom Herman to be my head coach. Well, Herman's been there one year. Mario was the head coach, what, five years? Six, I think, and yeah. Mario's, yeah, Mario started from ground zero. I mean, Houston, what people fail to realize by Houston is Houston is not – I mean, Houston had Browns at, oh, and Art Browns at one point. Then they went to Sumlin undefeated. Then they went to Fedora. I mean, it, it's not a ground zero job like what – Absolutely not. Crystal Ball had to go through. Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of them fail to realize. You know, yeah, he's a hot coach right now. But, like, man, like, like the other guy said, if you get the best players with Mario, probably can get you. That's two or three more wins every year. Yeah. You know, and I just, I just thought that'd be so funny how everybody'd be like, well, you know, I feel like Mario needs to go to Central Florida or, or Rutgers or somewhere to get more experience. And then I'd be like, well, I think we need to hire Tom Herman. <laughs> and he, he's coached <laughs> half a year. Yeah, but, I agree. Uh, I, I thought that was kind of funny, but uh, I mean that's I about it, though, man. I don't think Tom Herman has the has the depth of resume to where you could bring him to Miami right now, but we'll see. Yeah, All right, man. yeah, I agree. Thanks for being part of it. We'll talk to you next time. All right, man. Okay. All right, let's go to the nine five four. You're on Kane Sport Live. Hello. That's you. <laughs> I drove from Sunrise. All right. What's I up, man? I just want to speak. I want to speak about Rich Rodriguez. I see it on the blog. Some like him, some hate him. I don't know if people know the story, his his story there. Before he went to Michigan and he was at West Virginia, they were the top, one of the easily one of the top teams in the country. I mean, they threw the ball all over the place. They were they were they were so good that Michigan offered the job. He had all these players, spread offense, athletes. He went to Michigan. One uh, uh, hand the ball off in a cloud of dust. They didn't fit his system. He didn't fit there. He just did not belong there. So now he's in the graveyard of all coaches. He's in Arizona. And uh, Dennis Erickson, he was in Arizona, Arizona State. He did nothing there. You can't do anything there because you're against UCLA, Arizona against Arizona State. you got all the major colleges out there. You just can't beat those colleges in recruiting. He comes here, he gets all these recruits that are here, these speed balls running all over the place, and opens up his offense, and uh, he won't have any trouble recruiting. Are you there? Yeah, I'm listening to you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, picture him here with the athletes we got, the athletes in Florida, and picture West Virginia. Go back and look at West Virginia when he had athletes and he had his system. If you want to hire a coach, Number one, please hire an offensive-minded coach. Don't do like Charlie Strong did. He went down there, hired a higher, uh, uh, offensive coach. Guess what? He fired him because the guy was stupid, and he, and, and he thought to lose his job. So let's just forget about Charlie Strong. Butch Davis, the great guy, if he gets the job, that means nobody wants it this one. Uh, Mario Cristobal, he's not a head coach. Abs- he can, he can uh, uh, recruit. That's great. There's a lot of good recruiters out there. He has no track record, no winning track record. So, you know, that's what everybody's butchering, butchering. Believe me, if they take those two guys, then nobody wanted the job. And that's sad. It's really, really, really sad. You know, it really is. All right, well, you know, fair fair enough. I I do think Rich Rodriguez is interested in the job. 
So well, look at his track record. I mean, when he was well, at West Virginia, he had the athletes and everything, and he had his system in there. I mean, he just run a rough shot over everybody. Unfortunately, he, got, he was doing so good, Michigan said, here, you can have this job. He got there. He, the athletes weren't there. It was a different system. He couldn't get his players in there. They could run his system. Unfortunately, he was out of there. Not because he was a bad coach, but because he was a bad fit. So he ends up in Arizona, which is a graveyard for all coaches. He comes here, gets athletes, put his system back in there like you had for West Virginia, and we will not have any trouble recruiting. Everybody said, yeah, I want to be part of that. And that's, and that's what's going to draw the recruits to Miami. Get an exciting system, an exciting coach. Don't worry about Marion Christmas coming in and stealing people. All righty. All right, man, give us a call next week. Okay. Yep. All right, let's go back out to the 954. You're on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Gary? Not much, man. Getting ready to go to sleep. What's up? Uh, just calling uh, really quick before we get into the coaching hire. Uh, do you think Golden would have got uh, another year if he hired a defensive coordinator and fired his uh, buddy? Uh, no doubt about it. You know, if he had done it after – he needed to make major changes after that bowl game against Louisville, and he didn't do it. And right. and that was that was his death sentence right there. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, you see some potential of these players, and yeah, I know Larry Scott's doing a good job, but it would have been cool to see Golden get one year if he actually – this is what happened, right. if he actually brought in a real defensive coordinator. He He needed to redo the defensive staff, and he needed to do it after that season. I mean, offhand, was there anyone even out there for the guy that, you know, the defensive coordinator oh, was? Of course there's guys out there. It's Miami. Like big names that stood out to you? Yeah, it's oh. Miami. All he would have had to do is get the financial commitment from the university and go out and find himself a real a real dude. Right. All right. And I'll kind of piggyback off what you're saying. I'm just like, what's the stuff? Being that you know this guy wants the job so bad, and, you know, obviously Mario would take this in a heartbeat, do you think there's more pushback probably from Mario's side in regards to if they're both to collaborate? Because I feel like Butch would do it in a heartbeat because he wants I, to get in my that way. I don't, maybe. Think either, I don't think either one has discussed it with the other. Well, not discussed it, but I mean, I there, think... it, it, there would be hurdles to overcome, let's be honest. But, I mean, I, I, I don't think anyone has tried to put the two of them together and, and, and had them even have a conversation like that with each other. I mean, they, right now they both want to be head coaches. All right. All right. I mean, you mentioned there's 40 names in that. Let me ask you a question. I mean, did he even have a guy like Mike Mike Leach as part of that 40 names? Because he should be. Don't know. I, 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 they don't send me. I don't know. I haven't seen the list, so I don't. I mean, that's you the know. thing. I'm, right. I'm not even put Bill Snyder. I mean, the guy's 167 years old, but hey, he came back to Kansas State. That's I, I feel pretty comfortable that Bill Snyder's not on the list. Well, all right. Well, other than that, you know, great show. Hey, I appreciate. It. I met you last week over there at the Georgia Tech game. Really nice. Appreciate talking to my friends, and uh, I'm not sure why you get a bad rap, you know, for not shaking Skippy's hand. You know, I don't blame you. Fit in the hand, if I look at the shit, kid. And uh, yeah, I, I just that, uh, eat shit money that. I just told him to tone down his Twitter act. That's all, but it's all good. All right, man. Uh, let's go to the 305. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hello. That's you. What's up, Gary? What's up? Who's this? JCAT 2410. All right, man. Talk quick to us. 
Uh, I, I got nothing to say, man. I just really actually turned in. I came back from a dinner about uh, 15 minutes ago. All right. Um, well, I, you know, I think, you know, again, you know, I, I know all the talk. I'm sorry. I know all the talk is about the coaches and all that stuff, and that's great. Yeah, my my biggest concern right now is the juniors that are considering going pro, and um, I, you know, I there is not one guy on this team that I think is worthy enough of even considering going pro, except for Artie Burns, perhaps. But Artie at Burns the end of the day, the I think it's, He's I the think his draft cards like a, like a second round. But you know, at the end of the day, I mean, if you're not a first round draft pick, and I know this is redundant and it's been said before, you really shouldn't even consider. I, what is it? What is it going to take for these guys to come back and do another year? Is it going to be the new coach in place, and they, you know, they get on board? The new coach has Good a conversation advice. with them. They, they got to get good advice. That's all. I mean, right now it's a beaten up group of kids. Look what they've been through. They're dying to get out of there right now. But if they get good advice and a new coach comes in and and they they like him, you put the two together and and hopefully they make good decisions and come back. You'd hate to see guys with that type of talent go out too early and leave hundreds of thousands or millions on the table. So we'll see. I I know no I know. To, to me, you know, I I've been out to the uh, you know, I I've, I've been next to the players side by side. You you look you look at a guy like Corn Elder and he's a great athlete, but the guy is physically he's not an imposing dude. I look at Corn Elder and I'm like this guy's not a, a you know, an NFL cornerback at this point not in time. Not close so, right now. He has no business going out and I don't think he will. That uh, that's like a pretty good kid. The ones I'd be worried about are AQM and Stacy Coley. Those are the two. I, again, and the, but again, you know, it's all about your tape. What, what, what have you put on? What have you put on tape in your career? They put nothing on their tapes in their career. Nope, Plain and simple. Need, Point they blank. They've, 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 they, my, my last question is this: um, can, it, We have a chance of going eight and four if we beat Pittsburgh by the grace of God on Friday, which is very possible. With the injuries that we've endured this year, if we did not have all the injuries that we had on the defense side of the ball. If we go eight and four against Pittsburgh, is it possible to say that we're good for at least one more win with everybody not injured, and we go nine and three, or, or no? You mean nine and four? It depends who they play. We'll have to see what the bowl matchup is. No, I'm, I'm talking about nine. I'm not talking about the bowl nine and three. We're gonna go. We can go eight and four against Pittsburgh if we win. Well, my question is, if we didn't re, if we didn't sustain the injuries to Darian Owens, Gayot, uh, uh, Kirby. And what was the other dude? Um, I, don't know. I don't think you could say that. They got beaten so badly in all okay. those games. I, I don't Not think a problem. That right now. And, and every team has injuries. All right, hey, thanks for Fair being enough. part of the Yep, give us a call next time. All right, Bye, last brother. call Bye. of the night. Let's go to the uh, the 402 now. You're on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Yep. Who's this? Come on, man. Talk. All right. We're going to have to get you next week. Uh, let's see. Let's make our final call tonight to 904. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, what's up, Vaughn? This is Gerald calling out of Jacksonville. What's up, Gerald? Um, Talk to you. Take, take hey, us home. We've been, hey, we've been, we've been talking about all the coaches. What about a, what about Jim Trestle? What are he doing? He, you think he'll, he'll, be a, he'll make a great coach? You know, I I I think the Jim Trestle train has kind of sailed personally. I I don't I don't expect him to be to be a candidate for this job to be honest with you. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, I'd be surprised if he were. Yeah, cause he you know he he been winning ever since he won the national title. At least 10, 10 games a season, good offense, good defense. 
Yeah, I just, family, I, just, yeah. I just think that, that train's kind of left the station, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, There's okay. a reason why you don't see him being hired anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. That was it. Oh, yeah. That was it? Yeah, that was it. That's all I all had. Right, man, give, give us a call oh. next week. All right, let me fit one more in here then, since that one was tight. Let's go to the 305. You're on Kane Sport Live. All right, uh, next time. Let's uh, do the 845. You're on Kane Sport. Oh, no, you've already been on. Um, let's see. Give me a second here. Uh, let's do the 813. You're on Kane Sport Live. 813? It's you. Hey, Jerry, what's up? First time call. It's Hurricane Kettle. Hey, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Take take man. us home in style. What you got? Well, no, it's just, you know, obviously I'm a Butch supporter. But I've been on the message board, you know, advocating Butch. Um, but my thing is I'm I'm definitely not a fan of Chip Kelly. Uh, I mean, I know he, got, he has his offense, but I think his defenses are just horrible. I think if he comes to the U, yeah, he'll have this explosive offense, but I think we would not have the defense to – to, to, to compete. I just think it will be just... Well, can't can't that problem be solved with a good defensive coordinator? Yeah, but he, he didn't hire a good defensive coordinator at Oregon, I don't think, because Oregon was always known for uh, explosive offense, but the defense was horrible. So, I mean, I don't see how will that work at Miami. I mean... I mean, they won a lot of games know? when he was at Oregon. They couldn't have been that bad. Well, I mean, okay. I don't know who the coordinator True. was. I have no idea, but I'm just saying, I mean, didn't, didn't they win 11 games? Yeah, they did in the Pac-10, um, and the whole knock on the Pac-10 was it was just an all-offensive lead, right? Am I right or wrong? Yep, yeah, you're um, right about that. And I noticed that, you know, if I'm not mistaken, didn't the administration say they want this next coach, they want to, like, I guess, want someone that has Miami ties? No, the they, have not the said that. they have not said that at all. Okay. They have no okay. stipulations at all on this thing. Okay. Okay. They're going out. I mean, they're I just, surveying the landscape, and they're willing to pay. And they're they're saying, "Come on down, show us that you want to be here." Okay, I'm just I'm just thinking the sure guy is is, is is Butch Davis. I think he turned it around within a year. Look at Harbor at Michigan. I mean, that Michigan team coming in this year, prior to the season, did not have better players than the Miami team we had, just talent wise. And you look at Michigan; it's like a 360. It's like they're a 360 this year. Total turnaround. You know, I think Butch is, I mean, I think the safest way to go is with Butch. You know what you're going to get. And I do believe if we do get Butch Davis, I know I may sound crazy. I'm not Nostradamus or anything like that. But I can guarantee you we probably win a chip within two years, two to three years under Butch Davis. I'm willing to bet my money on that. All right. Well, maybe you'll get a chance. I, st- I still think it could end up back with Butch and Mario, but after all this, all this search is done and and they've explored all the different guys out there and whatever. I would not be shocked if it came full circle, back to a choice between Butch Davis and Mario Cristobal. That'll be an early Christmas present for me. My birthday is December thirteenth. I would love that. But again, Gary right. was. Thanks for having me on, man. First time calling, and I want to send a shout out to all my Kane brothers out there in Kane Nation. All right, man, make make sure you call in again. Uh, We'll be back next week. All right, I want to thank everybody for participating in the show. Great show, guys. We'll keep monitoring the coaching search. In the meantime, we've got the Pittsburgh game on Friday. And those of you that live in South Florida, after the Pittsburgh game, you got a chance to go out to the buck 
and uh, check out the number 15 ranked Basketball Hurricanes as well this week. And we'll be back next Tuesday night and see where it's all at once again. So thanks again, everybody, and we'll see you next Tuesday.